Hello, everyone. Um, <clears throat> I am Lindsay. This is Maria and our special guest, Lily. Yeah. And we are Roomies Review the Movies, where we are two old college roommates. And I agree. Wait, no. <laughs> we are two mature college roommates. <laughs> I have a degree in film. Maria has been doing um, commentary and journalism um, or reviews, journalistic reviews on movies for the past 20 years. And we are here to discuss 1992's Juice, starring Omar Epps and Tupac Shakur. I just want to say before we get started, that was the first time I heard the intro music, like, in my headphones, and that was amazing. I'm so, I was like, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm so happy you like it. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried. You did excellent. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, so we are here to discuss Juice. Um, this is Maria's first time seeing Juice. Of course mm -hmm. it is. Yes. I remember so, 1992, I was eight. So was I. I still see it. Right. You know, but again, like my parents were not allowed me to watch a lot of things. So like I still yeah. haven't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So <laughs> they thought it was they thought it was too violent. So they wouldn't let me see it. The Teenage oh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, we you, have to watch that. Dude, that is such a classic movie. I can't believe. <laughs> okay. All right. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to review that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was totally in the zeitgeist. Like everybody I know was into it. Like it was it wasn't like I didn't know about it or anything, but it was just like I wasn't allowed to watch the movie. Wow, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I will watch that, it to this day. Yeah. Also Attack mm -hmm. of the Killer Tomatoes. No, nah, I haven't seen that one. That was, <laughs> that was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's Ooh. Now, Lindsay, you probably didn't watch it because it didn't intrigue you, but I just like, mm. like Maria, like, man, like uh I was watching Shira, you know. I did yeah. I didn't know how I didn't know how sheltered you was until you just mentioned um Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and killing really Yeah. That was too juvenile for me. You know, I was watching adult movies because Oh, excuse me. I'm yeah. sorry. I was, <laughs> I was busy being a child. Right, no, I was a baby. It was a hard. It was hard out here in Kansas City streets. Listen, I had to grow up early. <laughs> I did too, but I love. I still loved all my B movies. Anything that came on after Saturday morning cartoons definitely was getting watched. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't watch that, but I definitely saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I saw The Secret of the Ooze. So you're yeah. supposed to, <laughs> right? The Secret of the Ooze. Yes. Right. Then the secret. Yep. Yep. That was the sequel. That was the one with uh, Vanilla Ice in it. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched all three. Have you seen the new one? Yes. I've seen all the new ones. I heard yeah. the new one was really good. The new one yes. is fucking amazing. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. Like the way that they did it was so amazing. But I love the art style. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. And like hearing the backstory. Um, the reason why they chose it and whatnot, like it was an old to the old school um, cartoon and whatnot, mm -hmm. like it just made it even that much more awesome. But yeah, but we're not here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> not this week. 
No, no, not this week. But we will be revisiting this conversation. So <laughs> <laughs> we have to. We have to. But um, yes, we are here to talk about um, Juice, which is a hood classic. Definitely a hood classic. Shit, I was just I would label it as a classic period. Like it's that's what I was about to say. Movie, right? Um, and Omar Epps, this was like his debut role, and along with Tupac, both of them, yeah. And Omar Epps was a teenager when this came out because he's just now 50. He looked like a teenager, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's just now 50. I think like Tupac was maybe 20. Wow, so yeah, but um, 1992, he was 22. Was he 22? He was born in 70. I thought he was born in 71. 20, uh, he was 22. He died at 25, so he was 22. Okay, all right, so um, <clears throat> so yeah, but I mean, the casting was amazing. Um, we also have uh, what's his name, Khalil Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may know Khalil Kane from um, for Color Girls. He was the one that was trying to date, um, what's her name? Ania Noki Rose. Is that how you say her name? Ania Noki Rose. Anika yes. Rose. Um, and then he um, did something to her that I'm not going to say because we're on YouTube. Well, but, apparently uh, he was also yeah. in Girlfriend. Is Darnell. In, go- in what? Girlfriends. Yes, yes, I was getting there. Um, he did have the reoccurring role because um, the initially for the which is so funny because flex is in this movie too but for the first season flex was darnell oh, and then wow. after that he got one-on-one so they recasted um khalil for um darnell and he played it all the way up until the end he also played tiger woods in the tiger woods story the straight to um hbo movie oh my gosh I didn't yeah that. huh did you see that one mm-hmm yeah yeah, and I added uh, Tiger Woods straight to HBO movie. Yeah, yeah, it was a um, HBO original movie that came out at the height of his career, so it was like the late nineties. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, and he, and he did a pretty good job. He was in Love Jones. Okay, mm-hmm. that I did. Oh, that soundtrack is so great. But, yeah, you think so? Oh, Love Jones soundtrack. Uh huh. What's on the love song? What's on that soundtrack? Um, Penny with a hole in it is one of the ones. Okay, there. that was the major single. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big deal. Like a penny with a hole in it. Penny with a penny with a hole in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the that's, that's a bop. That's a bop. Yeah, you know that that song always caught me off guard because I'm like a penny with a hole in it. Yeah, they say but, I'm hopeless like a penny with a hole in it. Yeah. That is definitely hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't even be a quarter of a dime or a nickel. I'm Nothing. saying. I still can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just a penny with a hole in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, telling somebody perfect. that they're, they're worth the penny and then saying it's a hole in it. Like, you, that, that's 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 tragic right there. It is. Yeah. Right. You might as well jump off a bridge at that point. Yeah. yeah. I love some Dion Ferris and then also her, her daughter, Baby Tate. Yes, yes, yeah. She had a um a stint on um loving hip hop Atlanta. Oh, she did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, but I mean, but she's doing good on her own. So, shout yeah. out. To um. Then Jermaine Hopkins, um, who plays Steel. Um, Jermaine Hopkins. Um, he after after Juice. Um, the only time I really saw him was on um, the Wayans Brothers. Mm -hmm. You know, other than that, I haven't really seen him. But um, I always revert back to Juice when it comes to Khalil Kane and Jermaine Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And also, I just saw a, a um, independent movie. I want to say it may have been on Tubi mm -hmm. with Khalil Kane in it. Khalil Kane plays a really good pervert. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He does for some some reason. He plays a really good pervert. Like great anybody that looks like they they struggle to grow facial hair can play a real good pervert. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that is the stereotype of the year. That's <laughs> my opinion. I look at a man. If a man tell me thirty plus and he got a smooth face, I'd be like, that'd be hiding behind trees and shit. <laughs> So, yeah, so we have we have those four. Those are the four main characters. Um, we also have uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the movie as well. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, he plays uh, Trip, and he's like the. Oh, is that his name? I missed it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is the name? I can listen. Yeah, to yeah. Um, he plays the um, the neighborhood uh, arcade. Owner, yeah. I guess the he's the hall guy. He's the yeah. blue hall guy, right? The he at least operates it, yeah. right? Right. So, um, he's also yeah. the wrong, the wrong nigga to have around your daughters. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Every a lot of age things going on here. They're just like, whoa. There's a lot of problematic <laughs> things. There's a whole lot of problematic things in this movie. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we also get special appearances from which I already said Flex, um, Queen Latifah. Um, she was great. Tretch, yeah, Tretch is in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, who else? EPMD is in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, who else did we see? Uh, DJ Red Alert was in the movie. Um, yes, Red Alert, Bad Five Freddy. Yeah, um, Dr. Dre and Lover, absolutely. Um, What's that? What what's uh, what's dude's name? Um, that uh, that sing or uh, on Deuce Jones? Yeah, well, nasty nappy dugout like, dude. I am your high. Uh, I am your highest. The um, I am your highest. Numero uno. Like, yeah, numero uno. I'm not Puerto Rican, but I speak so that you know who. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was on there. He I, was I the don't taking, um. Uh, he was taking uh dude's girl with Tupac. Was oh. Like, oh, he was the one who was driving off in the car with yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, shoot. Because we barely special got special K. Man. Special K. Special K. Yeah. He didn't have a line or anything. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. His fine self. He still look good to this day. Very too. good looking dude. I was like, yeah. well, you called her out her name this morning and she found somebody else. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh, she. Why she, are you she, mad? Words. Right. That was already in motion. Yeah, why she wasn't giving him no time, but she definitely mm -hmm. had a type though. <laughs> pretty, yeah, very yep. pretty. Pretty. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into the trailer, and then we'll go from there. It's a 
dragon. As I start the rain, the technical nigga, the bag of the rappers on the bandwagon. Feel the fury of a winner, gave a minute, slaves. No, you are sexy. Thank you. Sir, sir, can I check that newspaper? Sir, where are you going? Get a job, why don't you? People call me Q. GQ. What did names like Mustafa and Akbar become too hard to spell? Oh, well, I'm serious now. Well, I'm serious too, Raheem, and this does not make you a man. I should let you have her. Don't you remember? I let you have her. Almost empty. We run from the cops. We run from the security guards. Like I'm on the damn track team. If you want respect, you gotta earn it. You gotta be ready to go down, stand up, and die for that stuff if you want to, Jew. Check this out. It's gonna be a piece of cake, Q. Yeah, man, it'll be a piece of cake. We go in, right before 11, get the loot, jet. I got a DJ Saturday night, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to miss that for nobody. Q! I hold on to the gun. Why should he hold on to the gun? Because I already got it! Hey, Shoot him, make a move. I want to ask you boys some questions. Did you leave the club at any time tonight? You're mixed up in it, aren't you? I think Bishop lost it, man. Who killed him? I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Hey, yo, man. If you didn't do nothing, then you got nothing to worry about. No, killed him. Do a minute if I have to. Right. So let's um go ahead and get into the film. So we have um four uh best friends. Um again, they are Q, Bishop, Steele, and Raheem. Um, we start the movie off with um seeing how they pretty much start their day. Um, they're four high school buddies, and um they have no intentions on going to high school, however. <laughs> so um one time. Right. So um, but we you know, you play the role or whatever for your um when you get up in the morning because uh you don't want to tell your parents that hey, you feel like dropping out. So yeah. No, no parent wants to hear that. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. And then everything is just supposed to go normal, like no conversation or nothing, absolutely not. So yeah. So they wake up every morning, you know, getting their stuff together and whatnot to start their day. And then they all um, meet up. And when they all meet up, um, right before they all four meet up, Bishop is confronted by um, this one guy and his crew. The guy's name is... Ramides. Yeah. Yes. Which is such a... I was like, what kind of name? What is that name? It's probably his last name. Radamus, yeah. Radamus, Radamus, I think. I don't, I don't know. Don't don't give me the line, but yeah. <laughs> so um this Puerto Rican kid who's the leader of his own group. Yeah, yeah. And all the remedies. Like you have what listen, you gotta have some big balls to get a gang and call him your last name. Yeah. 
the whole crew and they like, yeah. Yeah, we oh, all we're all you. Calling itself a Puerto Rican name. Right. Right. Like it's a whole rainbow coalition of gang. And they're oh all remedies. <laughs> so, um, and this this movie is based out of Harlem. So, um, reason why I say that is because there are a lot of things that are said in this interaction that New York people allow, and the rest of the country is like absolutely the fuck not. One of them being that a Puerto Rican is calling another black guy the N word, and nobody is crazy. And yeah, you don't, like, look, you don't even look at black Afro Latino, my guy. So no, he's far from Afro Latino. Like, so yeah, and you know he, and like I said, he got a whole Rainbow Coalition gang, and nobody is like saying it. But again, this is in New York, so they allow that shit in New York. They do. That's you know. Uh, shout out to Noriega for saying. It. Uh, I remember an interview. Noriega said. Um, if you grew up in New York, there's no way you could be racist because everybody's blended together and everybody call each other the same motherfucking thing. That's some bullshit. So yeah, that works. Yeah, I'd I be damned <laughs> if anybody calls me a nigga. He black. That you seen it? We seen it firsthand, and that was 1992. Right, which right. Pro- which was probably 1991. It takes a while for them. Back then, it took a while for movies to get put out. Right, right, right. So, um, not only did they say that, they also said the F word, which was always a derogatory thing to say because he said that as an insult. Yeah, there's a lot of behavior like isms and phobias or whatever that I kind of expect from teenage boys in the 90s. So, it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's to be expected, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, it is, it does take you off guard, like, damn, they said all that, <laughs> you know, it's just like, man, yeah. That sounds that sounds about right. Like, yeah, right, right. And so, um, so yeah, so they have this interchange and whatnot, and um, you know, Bishop is trying to hold his own by himself, but you can tell that he is a bit scared until he sees fifteen like dudes on him. Like, yeah, right, right. But then he he jumps he jumps real hard when he sees his homeboys, and that's when um they start to have a little tussle and then his homeboys come in between them to um, squash it or whatnot. And you can um, instantly tell that Raheem is the leader of the crew, mm-hmm. you know, and which their, their foursome is called the crew. Mm-hmm. And, and Raheem, so- what we'll, we'll see later on, like mm-hmm. with, with uh, Bishop, like his, he uses hard power. Raheem uses soft power. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like- Right. And um Raheem is the is the the likable one as opposed to Bishop. Bishop is a hothead. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's a yeah. yeah. I wish they did um now that I understand when people do interviews uh, and talk about Pac and when they uh when Pac say uh you know he wanna go more in depth into uh what his character is and, and a lot of directors don't like it because now that I see what they talking about when I was watching it this morning, um, with that interaction with him and, uh, and the, and the game, um, they were talking about, you know, he was crazy and I didn't, and nobody really, uh, it was like something that like really went over everybody's head. No, you know what I'm saying? It was in his own hood. Like nobody fucked with him. Cause they thought he was the, he was the weirdo for real. Yeah. 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 Ye
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. his they were talking about his father, about how yeah. he was in prison and like what may have happened to him in prison. Because mm-hmm. we see yeah. his dad, he just seems really catatonic. Yeah. Yeah, because like who's really raising him is like his grandma. Like they don't mention anything about his mom or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They don't go into depth on what happened with his dad, but you can tell his dad is off because all he does is just sit no, he's, in, yeah. in front of the TV. You he's know? not there. Mm-mm. No, no. And then, um, I mean, he's you're him $100, so he definitely get up and go get high. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I don't know. That man looks like and, he can't leave the house. <laughs> yeah. It re- it really does, but you're, you're probably also right as well yeah. because what is he going to do with the money, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. But, Grandma uh, probably gonna come and take it right out the pocket and go to store. <laughs> <laughs> Some, you know, but I mean, it just—I mean, it just is what it is. Like, yeah. like Bishop knows, you know, that this ain't necessarily right, and he probably is taking it out on the world subconsciously, you know. Yeah, um, I'm very consciously. Yeah, yeah, he could very well be that as well i mean because he has that whole speech where he's like i'm not shit you know blah 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 so he's mm-hmm. very like conscious of it yeah and then yeah. in 92 he has a whole it's, it's um the masculinity thing like especially with how they was talking about how his dad you know what i'm saying could have possibly got the big r in, in, in prison like mm-hmm. it's you know what i'm saying it's a, it's a masculinity with thing with him he's got to to him he got to prove he a man every day, all day, period. Yeah. 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 I can see that as well. Cause I was thinking that too. Like it probably was that because what else can make you be like that? You know what I mean? That would have happened to you in prison, in prison, you know? Like, and the thing is, I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Why did he get in prison? Did that really happen? Did he really go to prison? What were like, what? <laughs> but we don't get any more details, you know? No. Yeah. That's why next movies, Pac used to be like, what is my whole dynamic? Yeah. Yeah. Because we see him in this, like, like you're saying, like these first few scenes and he's, when his boys come up, you can see him like puff up and get ready. He's like, glad he's got that, that backup coming. And then throughout the movie, he just tries to kill them all. And it's just like, where did that particular turn come in? Oh yeah. Well, further we talk about it, I could, I, I, I got good experience and I know exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah, so we have this scene where his boys show up or whatever and um they pretty much squash the beef with the other crew or whatnot. Um it is never explained why Bishop has this beef with this guy. Um, because it's it's for the most part a one on one beef. It's just, you know, crews are gonna have their crews back, you know. So um so yeah, so we have that or whatnot, and then um, they end up going to the pool hall that's an arcade as well. And um, yes, yeah, so, so they end up um, being down there, and that's when we are introduced to Samuel L. Jackson, and he is um, the owner or the runner, the manager or what have you, of this said pool hall. And then um, while they're in there, you know. Um, they the truancy the officers hit on teenagers right right the truancy officers come so everybody um breaks oh is out. that what they were I was, yeah. I was i was like I, I what are they doing okay yeah yeah they were truancy officers now um i don't have any experience with that because my school didn't have truancy officers so 
So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just got uh, yeah. in school suspension if you came too later. Miss Blake, we didn't have officers. We had truancy officers and they would um they would patrol the neighborhoods at the um um for everybody that went to school because after a while, you know, they start making people go to school in their own neighborhood. So the truancy yeah. officers would patrol around the neighborhoods. Um, but uh shit, them them truancy officers, uh that was a whole different beast. Like I ain't never been chased down by no truancy officer. Like when we you're like you're really working that hard. Chasing us. They they yeah. was not getting paid enough to chase us. So what what would they do? Because like I've seen like their cars and whatnot, but I've never seen them in action in real life. They so. would legit. They would legit. Uh, if they got you, they would take you back to school. You would automatically be put in three days ISS. Mm, okay. Great. And if they catch you again, and then they would then they would literally they they would suspend you then. But if you got caught too many times, uh, they would be talking about expelling you from the school. Mm. Mm. But I see, and that's the part that don't make sense because if you get caught for a second time, you get OSS. Yep. Wouldn't that defeat the purpose? Because of out. that's what we yeah. all thought. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's all they just giving you what they were trying to uh, do is like give you more days that um, you were out, so the school can find a reason to kick you up out of there. Yeah, right. Because you already wow. you only missed so many yeah. days. On student kid count. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> KC school districts don't care about your education for real. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, mine. Our money. school's policy was like, if you're 15 minutes late three times, then you get in school suspension. I was like, okay, so I just won't come because there was no. There was like, right. they didn't suspend you for being absent. It, it could be so many different reasons why you're 15 minutes late, like. That's silly. So I yeah. still showed up to get my education, right? Right. Right. The ma- shoot, I'm still, I'm still in first period by 15 minutes. You ain't missed nothing, but oh, whatever. This was homeroom, but sure, okay. Right. <laughs> so and school suspension is the dumbest thing I've I've, I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't do nothing. They don't give you the curriculum, you know? but you get a bunch of worksheets, and you don't have to do them. Well, we had to do our work, but yeah, I mean, I spent the majority of the time sleep. Yeah, I only did mine because they literally would not let us do anything else. Right, right, I same, but um, but yeah, but like the ISS teacher ain't a teacher; they just a um, babysitter. Yep. But anywho, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, so the truancy officers catches um, steel because steel is so fixated on street fighting. <laughs> but everybody else um, runs away, and uh, when they run away, um, Raheem ran one way, and Bishop and uh, Q ran another way, and so they're jumping fences, and um, Bishop gets stuck on a fence. Q helps him, and then they end up running into um, an apartment building. So they ran up to the roof. The cops followed them up to the roof and they get to a ledge and they're contemplating on what to do. And so the officers is just like, all right, show's over. Let's go. They end up jumping over to the next building off the roof. (laughs) Parkour. Yeah. That that wasn't their first rodeo. No, no. I was like, because I was like, why are we running to the roof? We have to know what we're doing. (laughs) 
yeah absolutely because like there's no there's no other way so but Lily, yeah. you telling me that these are truancy officers is really blowing my mind because i absolutely thought it had to be for some crime because there's no way in the world you're a truancy officer yeah. doing all of this I, i'm i'm just i'm the same way i was watching it this morning like damn these is truancy officers like why are y'all so hardball like dude right what y'all do is y'all run into the little um pool, uh, pool hall Y'all break it up and then y'all go about y'all business. Y'all don't give a fuck with them kids with after that. You're not right. chasing, you're not jumping fences and on roofs. That's I mean, it explains like in New York in that time why they didn't talk to police, period. Yeah. Ain't no telling what them true uh truancy officers did to you for running. Right. 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 They did they did way too much. Um <clears throat> yeah. And, imagine, getting, you know, imagine getting your uh, your shit split open. Cause you missed first period, but then they take you to second period with your shit knotted up. Right. Well, I'm not right, going exactly. again. Yeah, no I'm in the mood for learning today. Like what? Right. Right. Bleeding all over your uh, syllabus and shit. <laughs> wow. Right. Right. It is. It is crazy. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. But like. With me not having to deal with truancy officers, this was my only experience. So I thought that they was really that crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then when I actually saw a truancy officer in a in a patrol car, I'm like, oh shit! You know? Yeah, that's why I was tweeting. Like, what did they do? Like, what? That's all they did was skip school. I just skipped school. All they did because you because you remember when um, Steele was the one that got caught. They mm-hmm. took him right to school, and then the rest of the crew waited for him to leave. Oh, okay. I thought they yeah. had taken him to the police station because that dude had no. been running after him. That was that a regular was- school uh, security that, I mean, yeah. he, was, he was even doing too much because if I'm school security, I'm not stepping off the steps. Nigga, he gone. Me either. And oh, he, no, he left. Ran. Now what? Right. He, right. <laughs> right. He ran and chased him to the corner, and then he was like, yeah, forget it. No. I guess that was the end of the school property. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I would have treated them like Walmart. Like, if I can't catch you by this threshold, you gone. Yeah, it ain't nothing I can do about it. This, <laughs> listen, if you don't want to get your education, man, I'm not forcing you. Yeah. I'm yeah. not physically yeah. forcing you to go. Yeah, that ain't going to help. I snatch you up and then throw you in class. You definitely ain't listening now. You're going to want to no. be there? Right. 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 So, Yeah. So yeah, so that's what happened um, this particular day or whatnot. And um, so yeah, so Steele gets out. They start walking around. Um, then they come up against this, um, they come up to this bar. And this was back in the day when you used to get cigarettes out of a um, vending machine. Yeah. yeah. So um, I guess each, each one of them would take turns to go into the bar to get the cigarettes. And so it was Q's turn. So Q goes in there and his young ass really did try to talk to a chick. <laughs> on the phone. And I was like, why are you right? Not? She's on the phone. She's like legit on the phone. So she's on the pay phone at that. So these are the times. And this was this was after they had already gone to the record store. That was after the record store? Okay, yeah. so let me back up. Yeah. So um, so they go to the record store because Q is a DJ and he wants to um, be a part of a um, DJ competition. And so he needs to make a new mixtape. Like he's usually making mixtapes for his friends and stuff like that. And um, 
so yeah, so he wants to make an audition tape or whatnot. And um, they go to the uh, record store and they, um, the play that they run at the record store is that Q buys a record and then he distracts the, um, the uh, cashier by acting like he wants to holler at her. And so that distracts her while still has a newspaper and he's putting all these different records under the newspaper. <laughs> and it works for the most part. Um, the lady that he's trying to talk to is like, whoa. She has this big old gold tooth right in the front. And she said you, she wanted a whole grill. Yeah, she wanted a whole grill. And you can like, tell. Okay. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> okay. And you can tell that as soon because at first her back was turned. So as soon as she turned around, he was kind of taken back, like, oh shit. Yeah, like, I wasn't I, quite sure how act. they were trying to portray her at first. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm just like, is this just a fisheye lens? Like, what are we saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was, I don't think he was feeling her. <laughs> no, I eventually yeah. it's like really clear. But yeah. at first I was like, how are they trying to show her? I'm not sure. Yeah. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to Juice for letting uh everybody know back in 90 uh, 1992. That just because you light skin don't make you pretty, girl. Right, because that's also sure. another thing about the '90s movies and like, yeah. the romantic yeah. is always light skin. So I was like, "What are they? What's what that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, no shade to the lady, but all they did was put a gold tooth in her mouth. <laughs> all they did was they put a gold tooth in her mouth and like zoomed in on her real t- a little too much. Yeah, yeah. So like the way that they shot her really was a unflattering angle, yeah. <laughs> and like. I knew people who had gold teeth at the time, so I was like, is that supposed to be yeah, not cute? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. Like, my mama ain't light skin, but my mama did shit. My daddy did back then, too. Hell, my grandma. Everybody that. 1992, yeah. 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 Right. My, my mama had a slug and an open face. All right. Yeah. My mom, my mama just had, um, well, she has, she had four all together, but she had one vanity one to the side because that's what they did was had that one to the side. My daddy had one to the side. My grandma had one to the side. And then my aunt had like a couple. She had like an open face and one to the side too. Yeah, yeah so I was just around go to. Yeah. yeah. My mom was wonder why I one. This one was an open face. This one was a slug. And then the other one was a slug. So she had three on the left side. I thought my mom was hard. I thought my mom was yeah. gassy. Right, All right, me too. Like, and then they wonder why I wanted gold teeth. Like, I, I, like I grew up around it. Fun. You said, what? I like, I like those canines, yeah, yeah. I do they, too. They still look good, they still look good. Mm-hmm. I, do. I still, I, I, I'm with you. I, I fucks with the canines. Mm-hmm. I told Lindsay once I give money, what, what's what I'm doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't you enlighten Rumi's review to Milby's on what you're doing when you get money? Oh man, when I get real money, yeah, I'm getting fangs. I'm getting fangs, and um, <laughs> that's it. I, like I, want, it. I want them to look real as possible. Um, but um, because of how people are trying to act like I, I can't do that, what I'm gonna do to set it off is I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put diamonds in them so you will actually, you know what I'm saying? But it's gonna be like what uh. Uh, uh, you know the teeth that uh niggas put in their mouth now. I'm gonna put. I'm. They gonna be real. Oh, you gonna get some veneers? Yeah, they gonna be veneers. Oh wow, that's good. They gonna have diamonds in them. I'm definitely doing that when I get money. Get some of those tooth gems. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, those are real nice. Those are very subtle. And then when you see people with them and then you realize they got them, you're like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, so. I'm going to spend good money on because I ain't doing it now because, like, you can get your shit done now for, like, $4,500, but that shit ain't that, that, that shit ain't looking right for me. Mm-hmm. I got small teeth anyway, so I can't walk around with them big teeth. Oh no, no chiclets. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it got it got to set it, I'm gonna have them set it to my mouth right. And that's yeah. gonna cost some money. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, definitely um played a lotto. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So um so yeah. He's trying to talk to the old girl with the go to. Um, while they're still in the records for him. So then the crew walks out. <clears throat> she peeps that Steele has this newspaper, and it looks like he got a whole bunch of records on the newspaper. So she's trying to get his <laughs> attention while they're walking out, but Q is still trying to talk to her, still trying to distract her. Um, yeah. she, But well, she knew what it was, but at the same breath, she was not going past that counter. No, to try to, uh, he, she is not it. running after them and jumping right. fences and going on top of roofs. Right. That would have been a crazy concept in the movie if they, if they had that light-skinned girl jump off that motherfucker counter and go after them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, she probably would have called Harlem uh, don't show nobody no love. God damn. It's hard she, probably she probably would have called him. Excuse me, that's the kill oh, part. Yeah, so Q at least because he she Q the one had her fucked up, mm. <laughs> right? In that big old coat. Okay, so so yeah, so after um they leave the record store is um when they get the cigarettes. So Q goes into the um the bar to get the cigarettes, and after he tries to talk to the lady or whatever, he realizes that um, he recognizes this guy that's standing by the jukebox. So he goes over to talk to him. A dude had just got out of jail like a few days ago or whatnot. And while they're conversing, he says, excuse me one moment. I'm about to uh, rob this place. <laughs> Lisa he says, pardon me. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Pardon me, monsieur. But uh, in New York yeah. is Right. But he was polite. Listen, he let you know. I, you know, was just like, oh, okay, I guess I can leave now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I'm not trying you know, to be implicated. Right. This is my cue. I am out. No pun intended. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, he, um, he uh, leaves. And uh, while the dude is sticking up the place, he made he tells everybody, everybody get naked. Yeah, he Listen. made everybody strip. And he said, you look good. I was about to say, <laughs> now, Lisa, now, when we talk about the scene, you got to really go into it because one thing that I have to realize <laughs> when I was watching it this morning, how, <clears throat> excuse me, how funny Juice was before the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. All of those situations with teenage angst and just, and just funny shit that could happen to you, even when Steel got caught, the shit was funny because the nigga wasn't paying attention to police. Which he further tells you he, he wasn't aware of nothing. But no. um, the shit, the whole, it, it, I, I forgot how funny it was because even that scene was funny. Just, you know, cute this thing. And he was just like catching up with somebody he ain't seen in a couple years. And 
Well, he, like you said, he like, I'm like, pardon me, man. I'm about to rob this motherfucker. And like, <laughs> he really did. And he really did it. Like, wow. <laughs> like that whole scene where Q was actually looking at the gays, like, damn, this shit about to go down for real. Right. That's what was right. a turning point of, uh, of the movie for me. I was like, oh, yeah. This is this is letting you know, man. This ain't what you think is about this to be. Funny game, this ain't about to be a bunch of uh, bunch of teenagers going uh, getting into petty shit and going about their business. This is this is shit is about to get real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like um, up to a certain point, it is like light and fun teenage misfit stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But it turns it turns serious real quick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It seemed like at that point it kind of turned serious for Q. He was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. what is going on?" Because he just because we find out later that he, he's been shot by the cops trying to rob the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, in the uh, in this scene or whatnot, when he goes back outside, he tells his crew what he just saw, and Bishop is like. Oh, let me get it. Let me get in there and get a piece of the action. And Raheem is like, absolutely not. I'm not about to let y'all go down like that. Let him go down like that by himself. You know what I'm saying? And even though, you know, they're kids, they make bad decisions and stuff like that. So somebody had their head on the right. Yeah, because that was just an incredibly stupid idea. I just like, what? Yes, absolutely. It was, it would have been detrimental for all of them, you know? Um, And the movie would have been over. So yeah. well, Raheem, being the, Raheem being the head of the crew, you know, mm-hmm. that ain't, you know what I'm saying? That ain't what he was about to get into. One, you know, we ain't about to jump on the coattails of nobody else, nigga, because we, we the crew. Mm-hmm. I don't so, know that dude. Yeah, well, I don't you know what I'm saying. We don't know him like that, man. Like, fuck all that. Let's get a right. bag of it, you know? And that's the dumbest, that's the dumbest idea. You gonna rob a bar? Like, what? <laughs> you know? So, but there was there was like a couple of funny moments and whatnot. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because that part, like when he was like, "You look good." Hell yeah, you should get naked because you look good. I said, "Oh man, I ain't even gonna lie." In a, in a crazy situation like that, a nigga with a gauge in my at my head. Yeah, I'm like, shit, these sweats coming off, man. I've been, I've been working out, you know? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, shit. I mean, my nigga, you know? <laughs> Why, thank you. Right. You know? I'm going to give you a couple of calisthenics here, man. Thank you for doing that, man. I I've just don't want to right there. You know? Right. You know, I, you know. here, take an extra 50. Like, right. <laughs> okay. I'll be in there like, boy, you know, I respect you for saying that, my nigga. Uh, you know, we all, you know, we good, man. Here, man, look, we good, my nigga. And I'm coming out this shit. Right. I don't want nothing. Okay, milk does a body good. Thank you. Know. Like for that, let me take these earrings. You know. Right. Well, the police would have came, and I'd have been the most relaxed nigga with my nuts out, right. <laughs> having a drink behind the bar. Right. <laughs> What else? Right. I wouldn't get right. into it with that man. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's like in a moment like that, what do you say? Like, because I probably would have been like, "Thanks, I appreciate that." What do you need? Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, this robbery. I'm glad is, you know <laughs> This robbery come with a compliment. Right. <laughs> Confidence boost. 
I got my confidence boosted at gunpoint. Like what? Right. I sure wouldn't put that in my statement to the police. He said I look good. Right. Put put that in all caps because he yelled it. He was randomly walking on, uh, walking up on naked ass niggas like, yeah, give me that shit. Oh, you got some pretty ass eyes, my nigga. <laughs> and just keep it moving. Okay, because you know he said that to Eric Sermon. <laughs> right. Your eyes pretty as fuck, my nigga. Turn that big ass around. Yeah, right. right. damn. Right. That's a savage right there. Right. Because right. I, I mean... How can you be in the presence of Eric Sermon and don't compliment his eyes like that? Man. Doesn't make sense. So I get it. <laughs> he was a but big yeah. nigga with pretty eyes, and you know he smelled good. And nigga was like, What is you that? You know nigga? he did. What is that nigga? Uh uh almond milk you got on? Right. <laughs> you know, he probably had cool water. He looked like a cool water. Cool dude. water. Like, or curve. Or curve. Yeah. Right, right. Let that curve. Nah, you you smell like you use oils and shit. Right. Like, <laughs> Fuck is we doing right? <laughs> right, right. You want to smell me or you want my shirt? I'm yeah. I, I'm confused. So, <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, so we have we have that scene or whatnot. So after um they leave there with the cigarettes or whatever, they end up going over Steele's house and Steele cooks for them. Um and he he makes eggs with beer with a 40 ounce. That looks so disgusting. It's not. It looks really disgusting. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, listen, I told that I was nine eggs years old when this came out. I, 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 I made eggs, bacon, and beer one time oh because God. I was like, I seen it in a movie. Ain't that bad. Oh, wow. All right. Eggs a little runny. Yeah. Like the eggs a little runny. Yeah. You know, yeah. Turn them into them little pellets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, you know, I'm not gonna try. grease. If you get if you get real bacon with the mm. bacon grease, it kind of put it back together. Mm. Yeah, I would definitely take your word for it. I'm saying it was, it was in the 90s, it was a, it was a, it was a time to be alive, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, I agree. So, um, so yeah. They're watching a movie that is very violent, and Bishop is all in the movie. You could tell this wasn't his first time watching it. Um, and so he's just like, you know, oh, what, what movie to... is that? That's what I, I, I don't know. Um, I saw your tweet. I don't know. I forgot last time I checked. Um, even though I think it was Eraserhead that he was watching, oh. Eraserhead, mm-hmm. I had no idea it was that old, yeah, because it was a black and white movie, yep. yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, but you know, Bishop's all in and he is like he motivated. Yeah, he's motivated. He was like, We gotta get the juice, we gotta go out. Like, if we go out, we go out like them. Like, so <clears throat> they're just like, You know what? You're tripping. Q is really not into what he's talking about and whatnot because yeah, he he's also like, I'm not trying to die in a blaze of glory for what? I have a DJ right. competition. <laughs> Right. I'm about to be a world famous DJ. What you talking about? So um they also see a news report on what happened at the um stick up at the bar, and that's when they see that their friend got killed by the police during that. So it kind of put things into perspective for them. Um, but Bishop is still on one. 
you know, because he was just like, he got the juice, you know, so that like that was okay to him for him to go out like that and it was just like no that like q was the one that stepped to him they both have um an interaction to where it goes violent because he calls q a punk for wanting to live right right differently right totally makes sense right so so yeah um i guess maybe he feels betrayed by q's ambitions that are not they're not the same as his or something. I, I'm not sure. You know, um, Bishop was just one of those kids that was caught up in, in, in the whirlwind of he didn't think his life meant nothing. So he didn't expect to be, be anything. So what he didn't want to do is, uh, is, is grow old and forgotten. So when, when he seen that, he seen something, he was like, yeah, the hood gonna remember me if, if something like that uh, happened. You know, I'm gonna go out yeah. like a gangster. I'm gonna go out hard. Right. Right, and Q has um, ambitions. You know, he still want to be down with the crew, and he's still down to do some mischief, but he also can see a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they very much a nihilist in this yeah. regard. Like, the only thing I can control is my death. Right, right. And then at the end of the day, you got you to gotta put into perspective what his home life is. He yep. see what his daddy turned out. I wish we had gotten a little bit more, you know, of, of right, his home right. life. We only have that scene where he's saying goodbye. And I'm like, I know something is going on. We need a little bit more. Give me to this, to yeah. this dying day, that's why I say now. After um, all the after this, when, when uh, the movies did the Pac pick, they they actually gave you a storyline because Pac wasn't doing it no more unless he had a storyline because it was too many it was too many things happening. Where you you don't really unfold who he was, and he didn't like yeah. that. That was the only thing he didn't like about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like we only got like that little nugget of his home life at the mm-hmm. beginning, and there was a lot to unpack. Yeah, because I was Listen, thinking maybe his nugget. dad was like a war vet or something, or like I think he was both. I think he was a vet, and, and I also too. think he went to jail. Yeah, you know, um. Cause I, cause I always, I always picked up on the war vet stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until like in recent years that I picked up on the jail part. So, yeah, I, I, two things can most definitely be true yeah. for a lot of people, i.e., dead presidents. So, I have not. Seen <clears throat> yeah, so I, I, ain't no telling, ain't no telling. Um, what? Lily about to be sick of me. <laughs> I was on a movie. Uh-huh. Um. So, as far as any of the 90s black movies, uh, uh, is, is this just, you know, your first inkling of watching these? No. Mm-mm. Okay. It, it was just some, I, like, there are a lot that I hadn't seen, but I had seen some of them. Okay. 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 Yeah. When you said that, I was like, now, wait a minute now, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Um there's a lot of movies I didn't see in the '90s too. That were kid movies or kid-friendly movies, because my mama wasn't taking us to go see no stuff like that. So she was taking us to go see stuff she wanted to see. Yeah. So my mama we never took me to the movies. So I I went and watched whatever anything I got my little grimy hands on. I was watching. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that that was our thing. Um, since I miss things and since Maria missed things, we're kind of going back. Back and forth. Picking up things, yeah. But um, but yeah. 
yeah, on top of going to the movies and seeing it, we also had all the movie channels. So if my mama didn't take us, I watched yeah. it on. We didn't. We did not have the movie channels. We only had. We you'd only see it if they were doing like that special free weekend. Mm, we yeah, didn't have no, the we had all the movie channels and then pay-per-view. We didn't pay for pay-per-view, but I could see it through all the snow. <laughs> Listen, never, we didn't have uh, movie channels growing up either, but what we did have, um, which is so great to me, is um, before they shut it down, we had uh, the dollar show. So, and the dollar mm-hmm. show, would play, like, if, if a movie if, uh, if a movie was in theaters after three months, it would automatically be at the dollar show. And yeah. the dollar show is a um, um, probably ten minutes away from uh, where I grew up and where I, uh, where I live right now. So, um, like we used to just catch a ride up there. Uh, somebody, anybody, would drop you off because it's straight up sixty third. So they would drop you off at the dollar show, and then you just tell them to pick you up because you got to watch two movies. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we had we had a few. We had Independence, we had CC Third, we had Grandview. So yeah, we had we quite had a few. Maybe two dollar theaters, and they were each like twenty to thirty minutes away from the house. Oh wow! Okay, so I was really able I to was, get that, that was a hop, skip, and a jump to my OG. Yeah. They were just like, "What you want, little dude?" And I'm like, "Just take me to the dollar hit show." Right, I'm gonna spend the weekend there or that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so. They um yeah so back to the movie um Bishop and Q get into it Raheem breaks them up and um Steele is upset because they broke his mother's um lamp so which understandably slow because they ain't mm-hmm. supposed to be they there. were in the parlor with all the plastic on the sofa yeah right picked up smoking eating mm-hmm. right all the above like nobody would have noticed it until you broke the lamp but all right. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, and Raheem is the one to break it up because, yeah, because he's the leader. The, he's the quote unquote dad out of them two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he really is the dad. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Right. <laughs> they never mentioned anything about Q's dad, and we seen what uh what Bishop's dad was. So mm-hmm. right. they gravitated to Raheem because Raheem he was. He was a steady-minded one. Out of all of them, he was really the steady-minded one. Although mm-hmm. he was still caught up in just um t- uh, and, and this this youth, but he was, you know what I'm saying? His wisdom, was, um, he had he had more wisdom than the both of them. Yeah, he mm-hmm. had Right, right. I feel like because of the fact that he was a teen parent, he had to yeah. grow up. He yeah. had to grow up real quick and fast. Yeah, even though he wasn't like involved in the day-to-day with his kid he still had to grow up nonetheless you know yeah so excuse me um but yeah so they come up with this um elaborate idea after um q goes into the audition which is ran by queen latifah and um this is when we see flex because right before um q goes into the audition um queen latifah comes out with Flex, because Flex is upset that he didn't make the cut, and he goes off on um, Queen Latifah, and then Queen Latifah gathers him and sends him on his way. Um, so then, yes. So then we have um, the scene where we see um, her listening to Q's audition tape, and she likes it. He makes the cut. 
So, which is so funny because literally, I'm gonna pa- pause you right there. Because mm-hmm. are you gonna bring up what is uh what Bishop was uh talk uh was calling me? What was he calling? Okay, so um you know he, he has these dreams of being a DJ, and Bishop told him, "Nigga, yeah, you local, you ain't going nowhere." Oh, so that's stung him. And so when Queen yeah. Latifah was listening to him. And she was asking him, do you do this? And he was like, yeah. And then I do mixtapes around the way. And he was, and she hit him and was like, oh, yeah, so you local. That stung the shit out of Q. Yeah. And some people, it would have it broke. Because that's what your friends are telling you. Your friends are telling you, forget it anyway, because you ain't nothing but a local dude. And then this and then this person says, are oh, you local? That, that would have broke a lot of people. With Q, that, that, that put a fire under his ass. He was mad. That that's 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 what the world see me as as local. Oh, y'all got me fucked up. Yeah. See, I thought she was saying it in more kind of like a positive way. Like, yeah, uh, like she was looking for that. Nah, she, she was, wasn't. But he could, no, she was. She, she was, but it. he didn't take it that way. He took. Yeah, he didn't take it that way because of what Bishop said. But she did say it in a um in like a raw talent. Like I'm finding a diamond out of the rough type of or um ordeal. You know what I mean? So she didn't. So she didn't mean it that way, but he took it that way. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but right after he uh, <laughs> goes around the corner from getting um, from getting the go ahead that he'll be in the competition, he runs into um, Strip, and Strip is talking to a underage girl. <laughs> like this is to me, basically like, underage. Yeah, she looks fourteen maximum. Um, As best. I was like, this has to be like somebody's kid from on set. Like, who is like, you want to be in the movie? Too. You know? <laughs> I was thinking it too. But and, I was like, oh, this is visually upset. Yeah. And I think they and I think they did that on purpose. Yeah, you think because so? I mean, Samuel L. Jackson looked old back then. Like it didn't he it wasn't like he was older and looked younger. I mean, of course he looked younger than now. But he looked mad older than everybody else. Yeah, so yeah, he looked like so, he was good in his mid thirties. Yes, so he was definitely a thirty-seven-year-old man. Right. So, <laughs> so to put her in the scene with him, and you, he's obviously trying to talk to her. That was that had to be on purpose. I like. Why I'm was saying? that? Because he could have been talking to her about anything else. I just, you know, yeah, come by the pool. Home. We got. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You ain't gonna be trying to do nothing but try to get in getting them draws the way that he was talking to her. Like the way that he 14. Yeah. Sure. Right. And you see they have all this makeup on her to try and age her up. I was like, but okay. that but that's the little fast tell 14 year olds was doing that back then, you know. Ain't no 14 year old fast enough that a man can't outrun her. I agree. I, I definitely agree. But I mean, but as if, far as like if the they, movie, get, if they like, catch oh, a trolley kind of horse, like, oh the kind of well, you know what? That was, I'm not even gonna lie to you. That was a bar you said. I, I'm going to say that every time somebody say anything about a man messing with an underage woman, I'm I'm uh, uh, automatically say like, nah, ain't nope. Ain't, oh, don't credit me. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. ain't no girl fast enough for a grown man. Right. Right. I, I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. But if he catch a Charlie horse, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Also. Also, also, Q is seeing this woman. Yeah, uh, we're not even gonna. We we're not even gonna. Uh, uh, we we got. All right, we gonna get on that later because I. Yeah. I don't know, and because uh, oh, you probably you probably gonna know where I'm going with that too. 
Yeah, yeah, I we'll get that there age. in a second. I was, I was right <laughs> there and there. I was, I was, I was in that. It was, it, it, yeah, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, I'm we'll sure get there she needs to be put in jail. Absolutely, you know <laughs> um, that. I that if nothing else struck me as an adolescent, well, as a child watching yeah. this movie, it was that. Yeah, because as that, a kid, it's like everybody's grown. So I guess like, right, but but that did, but. Because I mean, Cindy from In Vogue is who the character is, so I already know this is a grown woman. You know what I'm saying? Like my mama was. I recognized her. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. So I knew her right off the bat. I was like, dang, that's Cindy from In Vogue. You know, but her with Q and Q's in high school. I'm like, she's obviously grown. So at the time, at the time this was filmed, she was 31 and he was 19. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I know, I know what she was getting. You know, you know what it was about. I mean, you just you, you know what it was. It's about when it's when it's a uh, uh, a older woman and a younger man. It's about mm-hmm. a crime. It's about a sexual assault. She yeah. Right. Right. But unfortunately, well, what are you doing? You're a 31 year old nurse with your own apartment. What are you doing? Yeah. Thir- like you're a nurse. You're a divorcee, you know, like you're all these things. Like we start out, they make it abundantly clear that she's a grown ass woman. Grown woman, just getting over the She can't get another somebody to be a rebound. Leave these boys. No, listen, I'm I'm gonna tell you. You know why? Because um, a young uh, a young man uh, can bust a nut and keep it moving and and keep fucking. I I mean, I was. that's what it is. She's doing divorce. She's going through it. And she just got this young dude that right now that's all she's doing. She ain't ain't no plans there. You know what I'm saying? He probably think it's gonna be something, but oh. she don't. She ain't doing it. It's gross. gross. I ain't saying it ain't. I'm just saying what it is. Yeah, I I get what it is. But that always that always stuck out to me, you know, like that I always was like, this doesn't match. Like she obviously is grown and he obviously is in high school. Like this doesn't if nothing else matched, this doesn't match. You know what I mean? So um it wasn't until later on that I saw all the other stuff that was going on as far as age wise. Mm-hmm. But from the very first time I saw this movie, I was like, yeah no. And I knew that back as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so but um and that was that was that was on purpose but they didn't but again like with this movie sometimes they don't really dive into stories like we don't know why we're doing this right you know what i'm saying like they made it abundantly obvious that this is going on but we don't know why so um but yeah so uh so yeah um he uh q after he um after he's coming from the audition and whatnot um he runs into trip and trip knows already which is so funny because he literally just left and then he um runs into his crew the crew already know but uh it's just funny how the the word travels that quick, Before like he could even literally, <laughs> right? Yeah. He literally just turned the corner, but um, but, is, but yeah, word travel faster than feet, baby. 
man. So um, Raheem is not there. And so they're waiting on Raheem to come. And so when um, Raheem gets there, he's like, all right, y'all, let's go. Let's go have a talk or whatever. So they come up with the brilliant idea, emphasis on brilliant, um, to rob um, the local bodega that is ran by um, this guy that, you know, busts their chops and whatnot. So um, Raheem comes with a gun. Um, we don't know the story behind the gun, but we just know that he has it. Why he so, got, he got it from Sweetie? Yeah, I figured he, he got, got it from Sweetie. Sweet. Yeah, because okay. later, because later on, when you know, there's another gun, they're like, "I heard you got it from Sweets. so I figured probably the same place. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I just was like, okay, he just popped it with a gun. So shout out to Sweets for um running um running a, a gun smuggling uh, a unit in Harlem and being a woman. Yeah, a senior yeah. citizen at that. Like, at tell, that. Tell, your mama, tell your mama Jackie said hi. I was like, right. What? <laughs> All right, lady, yeah, I ran into that Jackie lady. Pussy today. hair was gray wool, like that. Shit oh, was, wow. he was, that shit was steel. You can, you can clean the motherfucking pot with that lady pussy hair. She was that tough, she tough as hell. <laughs> <laughs> She she just she just cool right hand she just handed guns out in Harlem like knowing she can't be touched like yeah right that like she's protected long as hell she's definitely no protected no yeah <laughs> right right but it was like yeah I mean we're, that's farther down the line but um but yeah so Raheem comes with the gun he come they have this brilliant idea to go on ahead and stick up. The local bodega and whatnot. So um they and come up with the date. Gives the gun to Bishop. Yeah, gives the gun to Bishop. Um, not just yet though. So he holds on to the gun. Like Bishop wanted to hold on to the gun, but Raheem was like, No, I'm gonna hold on to it till the night. So the night that they came up with was the same night as the DJ competition. So they use the DJ competition as a um, alibi. Yeah, they use it as an alibi, and it worked out. Um, so they go to the DJ competition. Q does the first round. He wins the first round. Um, so then he um, advances on. So in the interim, they go on ahead and they go to the bodega and they stick up the man. So when they stick up the man and whatnot, um, Bishop goes in first with the gun, excuse me, and um, sticks him up. They all got masks on their face and whatnot. And so he sticks them up. He sticks up the guy. The guy turns around, puts his hands up, starts crying. Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. So the rest of the guy. He's praying. Yeah. Like he's doing all kinds of stuff, which is understandable, right? So the other guys, the other guys come in and um they do um they do the stick up or whatnot to get all the money out the register and whatnot. And so um they are ready to go, but Bishop is still pointing the gun at the guy and then he shoots the Telling guy. Him to shut up, you know, all the time. Yeah. And then he shoots the guy in the head, which is Completely off of the plan. He's he's gone rogue. So they're like, WTF, what are you doing? Pause. I'm gonna pause there. 
and now I'm gonna rewind it a couple of seconds because mm-hmm. um like 45 seconds before he did that, um Steele had uh Kyle Q's name because he's seen those batteries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So and because they've been there so long. Are they been yeah. going there for so long? He sure, I'm sure he knows their name. Yeah, so so I and and Bishop's defense and his head, he was like, shit, he knows who we is, who we are now. Like, However, he never brought that up. He did. He did. He did. When did he bring that up? When because they were when he, first said, he brought it up later when, it when was- they went to the first band though. It was brief, but he did. He did say he he knew our, he said our name. Or yeah, said my name. So yeah, he said that. Because so I just remember this nigga said our name. He already knew who we was. Okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, because I remember him saying he made a move, and they was like, "No, he didn't." Right. That's the thing. I was like, "Why would you say that first? <laughs> like, that was the first thing he said, and then he clarified it with this dumbass nigga already said your name. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, so yeah, so yeah, he shoots him in the head. He's gone rogue. They're like WTF. So then they see they were about to leave, and then they see a cop car. So then they had to wait for the cop car to drive past, which is so wild because it wasn't like there was a silencer on the gun. Why didn't the cops hear that gunshot? But okay, so <clears throat> I guess we wouldn't have the rest of the movie if they caught him. Exactly. But- <laughs> So, um, so yeah, um, they wait the- if you're in a moving vehicle and you hear a gunshot in the bodega, it ain't really gonna sound like a gunshot, though. Probably not. What's it gonna sound like? It's just gonna be muffled. Like, mm. I've, I've heard gunshots in buildings and they muffle. Like, it doesn't sound like it, you know what I'm saying? You hear it like outside when you hear doom, doom, doom out there, you'd be like, oh, these niggas shooting. Like, nah, you'll hear that shit and be like, it's it's muffled as fuck. You like sound like a gunshot. You like is a nigga shooting, but then you're going about your business. But that's just being outside. Now imagine that being in a bodega with the door shut, and then you also in a fucking a moving vehicle. But you it just seemed like there was no sense of urgency with them. They just drove past like Scooby Doo. Because they probably didn't even it, it didn't register to them. They in there listening mm-hmm. to dispatch, talking to each other. They ain't paying attention to that. They ain't paying that attention. Was- they was completely not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all they probably heard is doof. Yeah. yeah. They they probably thought that was a tire. Or another car backfiring. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's possible. That's possible. I, it just, it always seemed odd to me because I'm like, they just so nonchalantly driving past, you know, but, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's what they did. And they don't have that truancy offer passion. Right. Because them right. officers would have came in there guns are blazing. They died. Okay. <laughs> right. They would have been officers. Uh, officers would have been like, nope, that sounds like four young males trying to rob somebody. Right. <laughs> I was a single shot. So, so yeah, so they wait for the um the cop to roll to roll past and then they leave and they run for their lives to the first bando. And they're just like, OMG, what the hell did you just do? And that's when they have the argument about, uh, first he tried to say he made a move. And then they're arguing with him like, no, he didn't. And then that's when um, y'all reminded me about the whole 
um argument yeah that he said that uh still has said q's name so after they kind of calmed down for a second or whatnot um raheem was like all right we need to get rid of the gun bishop give me the gun bishop's like no and he's like what are you talking about give me the gun and he's like you think i'm playing with you and he pulls the gun on raheem so raheem fights him and so they have a tussle and the gun goes off shoots raheem right in the chest and i ain't even gonna say I, i'm a positive right there and i ain't even gonna uh -huh. say the gun goes off no he pushed raheem off of him and aimed and shot that was that was him losing his fucking mind. Okay. Yeah, I can give you that. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What? Right, right, right. That was what do you mean you don't want to get at the murder weapon that's tied to the murder that you just did? What? Right. Right. And he was just like, I'm I'll give it up when I say so. But he has he has the power, he has the juice. So now he feels like he's in control of the crew and he can do whatever he wants. He was the one who got you the gun in the first place. And the first one who's always trying to keep you out of fucking trouble. Right. Right. This whole this whole time he's been the he's been the leader of the crew for a reason. Because he's the most mature out of the four, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I said I was gonna wait for my rebuttal. Um uh when we were talking about this earlier. Um, what you have is um, a young man that has that doesn't have shit to live for, and he's trying his best to prove he's a man. At the same time, he's trying his best to prove that he's a man. He is following under another man. Um, I've watched this growing up. As soon as um, uh, that dude get an inkling of power, I, every every and I ain't saying um I ain't saying Bishop uh, Bishop was a bitch ass nigga. But I will say, in my experience, every time I uh, a bitch ass nigga got a pistol, all of a sudden that nigga was tough as nails, yeah, and I'm like, nigga, you yeah. the same nigga that got punched in the mouth and ran under the bus because you was scared, right? But now all nope. of a sudden, can't nobody say nothing to you. Yep, right. He got an inkling of power, and it was like, yeah. oh, I I run everything now, right? That's that's what we have watched. We have watched him um, because, like Steele said. Um, when uh when uh when they was at the house and um Bishop was trying to say he controls him, he said, "Yeah, but you still can't even walk down your neighborhood without getting beat up." So I mean, right. you ain't controlling me. I you can't control yourself. How can you control me? Right. And so that was that was what uh, Bishop was feeling when he had that gun. He felt in full control. Now I don't need none of these niggas no more. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's yeah. what actually happened to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He felt like he had the juice. He had the juice. He had the sauce, and <laughs> and you know, he he felt that he was gonna be able to you know take over the crew and be above Raheem, even though Raheem, like I said, is the most mature out of the four. You know, and <clears throat> unfortunately, it led to Raheem's demise. Um, and so now. Somebody didn't heard this gunshot and was like, hey, what's going on down here? So right. they start running. And then when they start running, Bishop comes back because Raheem was the one that actually went into the cash register to get the money. So Raheem comes, not Raheem, Bishop comes back and takes the money out of Raheem's pockets. When he does that, Raheem grabs him because he still has a little bit of life left in him. And 
he grabbed him and then um bishop um got him off of him and then ran with uh steel and q so then they run to another bando and that's the point where i'm like oh he is really lost he's yeah he's yeah. not coming back <laughs> right right like the mind is gone he's he's on adrenaline like this gun gave him a superpower you know and point, so you gotta, you gotta think we i didn't kill the i i didn't kill this old uh puerto rican nigga and then i didn't turn around and kill my best friend uh something got to come out of this yeah Right, and now he got a couple of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So now he's trying to act like he, like it's okay, like this was part of the plan, you know. Meanwhile, still is in the corner, boo hooing. Q don't know what the hell then just happened because this has completely gone left, and he still got to go back and DJ. <laughs> so um, Bishop is trying to like split the money. And trying to get his composure together. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he's, he does all that or whatever. Then they go back to the competition. Um, Bishop hides the gun behind a brick in this bando before they go back to the competition. And so. Um, and why? You wanted it so bad. I know, right? I, I, guess, was, you no I guess just not having on him. because he does right. crazy. Bishop's crazy, but he ain't no fool. He know yeah. if they come come if they come coming in this club, um, because they, they uh, yeah, now somebody seen and somebody heard gunshots, and now they just talking about four uh, four young men was running down the street. Yeah, they're yeah they're they're busting right in that club, so you cannot yeah. have your pistol. Yeah, and then um, they probably was checking in the club too. You think so? Okay. It's possible. They were checking in the club. But, he had it. He had it on him in the club. That's true. The first oh time. yeah, that's right. That's right. But now, but now the damn gun got two bodies on it that we've seen. They don't tell him how many bodies had on it before. Before, then. You know so, yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, he hides the gun and they go into the competition. Hold on, time out, y'all. Time out, y'all. Mm -hmm. Don't disrespect Sweet's uh, reputation like that. She wouldn't give nobody guns that had bodies on. Now, if you put bodies on them, you wouldn't giving them shits back to Sweet's. That bitch been running it. She been running the gun marketing game since the motherfucking seventies, baby. She ain't letting that happen to her. <laughs> you, up, you, bring, you, you don't think I didn't mark down serial numbers, bitch? Don't hand me the same pistol I just gave you. The legend of sweeps, right? <laughs> so sweeps got a backstory. <laughs> you got a backstory. You got her backstory. You see, Q didn't give it back to her. He threw that bitch in the river. Yeah, yeah, he did. Point. Point. So yeah, so well, we, I was like, uh, "What is the anyway?" I mean, I know what the <laughs> point is, but it was just like kind of frustrating. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, so they go back to the competition. Um, Q gets up on the podium to start um, the competition, but the detectives come in and tell him to get down because they're all going in for questioning, right? So the three of them go in for questioning. Um, they are questioned individually. Um, Bishop comes up with a great story. Um, Q ain't telling him nothing. Steel is crying his eyes out. But they I'm all like, get... tell him everything, Steel. Tell him everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, he didn't want to, you know, because you know, like, like he was yeah. him crying, 
is is the fact he actually got to cry for Raheem because he was not speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And he and you know he was crying when they went to the second bando. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that. That was that was his friend at the end yeah. of the day. You know. And, yeah, and the way he, he um, because there was one point in that scene where he's where uh, Bishop is like brushing off his jacket, brush, brushing off his jacket, and uh, steals like he's like, "Don't touch me, I'm scared of you." Right. Basically, and I was like, "Yeah, right, right." Um, <laughs> Please don't even, you know, he's terrified yeah. of him now. Yeah, right, right, because we don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, right. it should have never, and in, in any way you shape this in any of the multiverses. It, this don't go that way. Mm -mm. No, no, it don't. Um, so yeah, so they have this um, whole investigation, which is so, which is another thing that was um, that was pointed out to me while watching again recently mm -hmm. was that these are all underage kids being questioned and no parent insight to give permission to do so. Yep. Yeah, you know why he didn't care about that shit though. No, you know, so. not at all. Which goes Man, back. To I noticed the, uh, that too, and they're being like really physical with steel. Mm -hmm. Right, which goes back to what happened with the um with the Central Park Five. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that I was mean, really on that shit back then. They was really on that shit back then, and they was on that shit for mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. um, first time I went to jail, I got questioned before um anything uh anybody called any uh any parent or any legal guardian or any of that um and first time i went to jail i was 15 and like yeah they sit me down and had me like first of all they locked me in for um shit if i went in at 10 o'clock because i don't know at what exact time um i uh i went in but i didn't even go see a detective until it was light outside like they held my little ass in there wow wow that's crazy they they so many tactics to try to get confessions out of people. Yeah. It's insane. The you know truth I mean? is not really the pursuit. Right, right, right. And and then this is the crazy part because if you get a real cool lawyer, they can have all that shit thrown out. If, this you can afford, if you can afford a real cool lawyer. Right, right, exactly. If you get a public defender, then they're coming at you talking about some uh, plea Everything you know. is getting thrown out and, 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 unless you confess to a murder. That's the only thing a, a, a lawyer can't get you off of. I don't care if your mama wasn't present. Um, what they, they'll strike it from the record, but they know you already uh, you play a guilty. You already to admitted right. to it, yeah. Yep. So they just gotta you know connect the dots to you. Yep. So yeah, so um, yeah, so we have this whole situation with them um being questioned and whatnot and then they end up leaving and so now um they are uh kind of distancing themselves from q um q not q um bishop they're distancing themselves from bishop um bishop runs into the um the puerto rican um rainbow coalition <laughs> crew <laughs> And <laughs> I was about to, you know what? I'll tell you after the show, but I was about to say some real. Uh, I, I I thought I was being funny, and then I stopped myself, like, nah, because I ain't. That's the last thing I needed somebody to be on my head for something. Move yeah. on. <laughs> right, right. We'll we'll talk after we right. end three. <laughs> 
so um so yeah so he's uh he's confronted by them again and uh while he's confronted by them again he acts the same way that he did at the beginning of the movie and then he sees q and steel uh walking up and so when q sees him he stops steel and then they walk the other way Mm-hmm. So that's when he realizes, okay, he's on his own. And so then the crew beats up um, Bishop. And while United Colors away, of Benetton. I'm sorry? United Colors of Benetton crew. Right, right. And so uh, while they're walking away. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're walking away, uh, still ask Q, do you think he saw us? And he was just like, yeah, he did. And so um, he's like, Hold on, I'm going to pause right there. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this. This is where I feel like Q was wrong as hell. Um, because I understand you got y'all, y'all going through an issue right now. But y'all issue is y'all issue. That ain't everybody else. You don't, you don't, you don't let your dude out. I, I understand what's been going on. But you still don't. You don't, you don't do that. Like. But this is the same dude that killed his best friend. And it was also ordering them around at gunpoint. I understand that completely. And because I understand that completely, and I understand both you niggas is afraid of this nigga, y'all can't act like that. Y'all can't show that. Y'all can't be like, oh, we don't fuck with you uh, you no more. Because y'all scared of it. You got to play the role accordingly. Yeah, not for that perspective, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to play the role accordingly. You know what I'm saying? uh, That's why I feel like Q was dumb as fuck because... um, He made it worse. Huh? He made it worse. Yeah, he made it worse. I'm like, putting me in that uh, in that perspective, I would even if I don't fuck with you like that, my nigga. I'm gonna um, pretend I can't I let nobody else fuck with you. Mm-hmm. If I see it, I gotta intervene. That's what it right. is. Now you know we got issues, but I don't bring mm-hmm. that shit up around nobody, and I ain't right, gonna let right. nobody do it. Because if I'm if, if something's gonna happen to you, it's gonna be something I do. I ain't gonna let nothing else happen to you, unless I'm yeah. and, and now if I'm not there, I'm not there. But if I'm there, nah. And I and I get that. I get that. And I, I totally 100% get that perspective and that angle yeah. of handling it. Yeah. However, I am not mad at the way Q handled it because no. he wants to have nothing to do with him. Like, this motherfucker got us in this situation in the first place. That was not part of the plan. You was not supposed to kill that man at the bodega. And you showing the hell wasn't supposed to kill Raheem. And I'm supposed to rock with you now? No. No. I ain't got so a problem I, with you. I, I, I just got to get you out of that situation um, because I know no, what you're capable them, of. Let them fuck you up. Cause somebody no, I think if he, up. I think if they tried, he would have killed the other dude right then anyway. Because he would have had the time. He, to he do would it. have. He would yeah. have. I don't think and, so. I, don't I think, think so. so. Yeah. I think he was, if that would have happened the and, they and they would have been down there, I think Steel would have been the one that, you know what I'm saying, that pushed everybody away because Steel was already terrified of what's been going on. So I feel like if he would have they would have went down there, he would have been getting everybody the fuck up out of there because he don't want to see that shit again. I'm okay. I'm I'm just going over of uh, certain things that I've seen growing up, mm-hmm. and like so I'm like I think I think still would have been the one if they had actually ran down there, be that guy. You know, Q, uh, Q wouldn't have gave a fuck. Nigga, he would have let a nigga swing on a nigga and all that shit. But still would have just got them niggas so them niggas can get the fuck up out of there because Man, I don't was think they would have respected that. Because Bishop wanted to kill him anyway, so I don't think Bishop would have respected yeah. that. Bishop, Bishop was gonna kill him. Like, at nah, the end he, of the day. I don't think he would have. I, I think 
if he would have seen that he still had the crew behind him, it would have it, it, it would have been a different prospect. A lot of people um no, because he went a lot rogue. of people don't understand what it uh what it's like to actually see your crew um just turn their back on you. And so that right there, uh, again, like Tupac said, but he turned the back on the crew first after 10, 20 minutes watching the turmoil that Bishop was going through because Bishop did kill his fucking best friend. And so he needed them niggas to have his back, even though he was a fucking nutcase and he was off his fucking rocker. He needed somebody to still say, I got your back, my nigga. But he didn't have he that didn't back. Have that. <coughs> he didn't have that back. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Hmm. I totally, I totally get that. However, he went rogue. He's not to be trusted. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying he, that. And if he shot, if he shot the man in the bodega, if he shot his best friend, what you think he gonna do to his enemy? You I understand that saying? completely. He was definitely gonna shoot him. If it wasn't gonna be that day, it was going to be a day. But at the end of the day, he was going to shoot him. Like that's just it was just inevitable. I, I agree with that. But it wouldn't have been that day. Shoot. Whether that day and have me have no parts in it than for me to be witness to it. I still don't listen. When you dealing with a when, when you dealing with somebody that you feel like is off their rocker, man, ain't taking their meds, doing whatever, and hey, you got you you gotta play a certain uh you gotta play a certain way. Like they should have played a certain way with Bishop because um Bishop is a hothead. Um you know this is gonna uh un- it, it's gonna end up unraveling on him and you know mm-hmm. you're gonna be uh, get the grunt of it. You know you are. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna uh, make that shit happen any faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got yeah, no I totally get I got you know what I'm saying. These niggas that all this shit went off random. You gotta go. You you gotta have a plan. That was one thing about me as a young man. I I, I was like, nah, you can't make you. I can't make a flash decision because I don't know what this nigga is doing right now. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and I and I get that. I totally get that. But I'm not mad at how Q handled it. Like I, I'm not either. I ain't yeah. saying that. All, all of the choices yeah. were bad. All of the choices. Yeah. Were bad. There was a whole lot of bad choices in this movie. A whole lot. You know what I'm saying? But for Q not to be involved, I'm not mad at that. Now I do I will say this because I did skip I did skip something. Um which really showed how diabolical Bishop was was um the repass. Um Raheem's repass. So um they're at the repass and whatnot. And, um, you know, um, still and Q are distraught. They're not eating, all this type of stuff. So they go and talk to the sister and the mom of Raheem. And then here come Bishop. And Bishop is acting like the perfect gentleman and saying how Raheem was his best friend. And he's been asking around on who did this. And, you know, they were together all the time. And he loved him like a brother, hugging them and giving his condolences and all this type of stuff. All while he is the fucking killer. And, and he, um, he also introduces like, himself to, to the mother as if she's never met him. She, oh, he said, remember me. Yeah, like, she should remember him from, like, last week. Like, what? Last that week. Was, I, I, I peeped that, too. Like, What happened last week? I'm just saying no, they're together so often. She should It should not be, do you remember me? She knows me? who the crew is. Right. <clears throat> well, 
I didn't I didn't take it like that because I mean you're around your crew way more than you're around their parents. So, but your mama know who your crew is. Your mama should. Raheem, know Ra- Raheem was a teenage father. His mama knew yeah. who his crew was. Yeah. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? that part it, it was, was just kind of strange to me. I don't. I didn't, I didn't take it like that. Um, I just I, I just I didn't take it as odd. Yeah, but it's it's well, kind it's of so a many odd where, like, going on, but that one that one didn't stick out to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely at this point where uh, he's having like a real bishop is like just turns into a psychotic killer. Yes, yes, and Q is watching him do this like mm-hmm. this motherfucker is diabolical, and like, it turns into like, like a horror you. movie. Yes, I'm oh, totally changed. Oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. So. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. We will definitely get to that in a moment. So, um, so yeah, so we have the repast, and then we have when he shoots the the dude of the uh, rainbow coalition of gangs, and then um, so now he got what three bodies on him at this point. Yes. Yep. So he and he shot uh, him three times. Yes. Yes. Riverside motherfucker. So. <laughs> so yeah. So. Now, Q just don't know what to do with his life. So what do you do when you don't know what to do with your life? You start to act right and you go to school. So I actually have the clip of when um, Q and Bishop are conversing at school. So I'm going to play that right now. you. I don't give a fuck about Steel, and I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. 
I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me, so as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, <clears throat> so be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Because I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Partner. Oh yes. Um Am I a fucking because I, I I I was just reciting that shit word for word. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So um I pulled that clip for a couple of reasons. Um one because me watching it as a kid, that was the scariest part of the movie to me so that's why i was like i'm glad you brought that up that it turned into a horror because it because it low-key did because mm -hmm. him being behind that locker was like whoa and that nigga's crazy this motherfucker is diabolical and then and he jumps out at uh at steel later too out of the yeah. dark like what are you doing <laughs> right right hop up like a ninja turtle and you ain't even seen him. <laughs> Dude, so, um, yeah, that that was a standout scene. Like, that's when you knew, even though this was his first movie, that's when you knew he really had the acting chops. Because yeah, that scene right there was just like amazing. He he did that. It he did that shit. Like, <laughs> he did he did? You know, he has the range. Yes, I I will say um. Um, you got to peep what he said. It was like this was at a uh, this is at a height of in his mind. Um, the world is actually crashing down, and like he should he, like the reason why he did that is because he watched them niggas abandon him. So he went into a full blown panic mode of it is just me. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch that scene when they uh, when they in that uh, that hallway, you realize. That scene would have never happened if them if he wouldn't have seen them niggas uh, walk away from him. Yeah. yeah, because at that moment, that's when he realized because he already knew the mistake he made. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, he realized, yeah, I'm just a gutter ass niggas. These niggas, if if Raheem wouldn't have died and I'd have did something to fuck up, y'all would have y'all would have abandoned me anyway. So I ain't shit. I have super abandonment issues anyway. So you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about motherfucking Raheem. And you know what? I don't give a fuck about myself. Like, yeah. I like, because y'all showed me I shouldn't give a fuck. Because y'all didn't give a fuck about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I yeah. understand everything he did. At the same time, he still, in his mind, in his shattered mind, he still thought the crew is, is the crew. The crew still should be there. Like he said, no one man stands above the crew. Fuck Raheem. Y'all still should for him, I guess. That's mm -hmm. how he was thinking. I mean, he's yeah. the one man standing above the crew, though. Right. Like, in his mind, he like, okay. Threatening I, I still, and killing him. supposed to be behind me. See, he always wanted to be a leader, didn't know what it takes to be a leader. Right. And so those type of people always uh, take leadership as aggression. You're supposed to do it because I said so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's 
it's telling it's telling what he was saying you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. in that in that scene like there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack in that scene you know because he he's he's uh, it's already been like you know embedded in him that he just ain't going to be shit and he's okay with that you know and that's definitely the point where i was like i want to know more about this character yes yeah. yeah, I need to know more about him. Somebody yeah. should do a, a, a movie right now. Y'all take all the elements we talking about and then do a prequel and just call it Bishop. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. You know, and it's, you can get the same dude that played, <laughs> that played Tupac in All Eyes on Me. That horrible ass movie. But um, nonetheless, the dude looks like his doppelganger. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so just or, uh the the guy who's in a fresh print or Bel Air, he plays uh what was his friend? Jazz in the new Bel Air oh. series. He looks a lot like yeah. him. Like yeah, yeah, he he does favor him. Mm -hmm. But the dude that played him in All Eyes on Me, that's his doppelganger. Yeah, that dude look just like him. He do look like Buck. Like it's crazy. He just got a fatter yeah. face. That nigga look like Buck. Yeah, just like him. Just like him. It just it sucks that he was that movie was so damn bad. But terrible movie. Oh God. But yeah, uh, we digress. So, um, so yeah. But yeah, I would I would love for somebody to do a prequel, um, kind of like Joker esque prequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um give him a backstory. Start from yeah. when he was young. Yeah. And then start and then end when like right before the shit uh of Juice actually happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would I would definitely um I would definitely love to see that. I'll be there opening night. Well, we said it first on uh movies with roomies. So if y'all do this, <laughs> y'all better cut him a check. Right. We we got a lot of checks on the way. So <laughs> right yeah they're in they the mail it right 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 so um so yeah so we have that scene or whatever um that's when q is just like you know what i am done with that dude and bishop knows it you know what i'm saying so he tries to um you know he pops up on steel he tries to um start this planning motion to try to set up q and so he pops up on steel. They go um, and hang out. And then after they hang out, he isolates him. Um, well, steel, steel uh, is there, but also at the same time, Q is with that that thirty one year old woman in her yeah. apartment. And um, yeah, the phone and rings. He's giving this lady an age. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, and like, and that's the thing. Like, this is like. This is like known. This is known to the point where still has her number and knows it by heart. Like <laughs> so, because he called him while they were hanging out at the girl's house and was just like, "Yo, you need to come get me." He is crazy. Scared. <laughs> right? I'm scared. He's crazy. Come get me. Help, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, he was on the way or whatever. Um, and so, um, Bishop is extremely paranoid. He's like, who you on the phone with, blah, blah, blah. So then he goes and isolates him and shoots him, right? Um, 
all in the meanwhile, um, Q, before he goes to find Skill, he does um, go to Sweets and gets a gun from Sweets. Sweets, the infamous Sweets that we've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> Started off in 1972, baby. Right. It was a simpler <laughs> time back then. Niggas knew how to run numbers. Everybody sold uh, a little bit of dope, but people stayed out the way. And that's right. how I started the game, right? Right. It right. Nice story on sweets. <laughs> right. We should get a short story. Right. So, um, so yeah. So he gets the gun or whatever. And so he's pretty paranoid as well. Um, he goes to trip, tells him, um, you know, hey. Can you get a message to Bishop for me? Well, Trip also tells him that, you know, word around town is, is that you're the one that's out here killing everybody. And so he's just like, man, you know me. You know that's not me. He was like, well, I've known a lot of killers since they were kids. Like, that doesn't mean anything. So. Um, okay. I'm going to pause there, too, and I'm going to bring up another funny moment. Mm -hmm. um, when he opened the door. Because Q was in the dark, and then he opened the door, turned on the light, and Q was right there. Shout out to Samuel L. Jackson for just not losing uh, his composure. Not being, like, like not being phased at all in that shit. Like, right. he looked and was like, I thought you would be way gone out of town by now. Nigga, like, right. who didn't even give a fuck about him standing there? And then when the nigga, <laughs> when the nigga told him he didn't know what to do, that nigga. He, he said, man, what you hear? He said, man, you didn't slid down a razor blade into an alcohol river. Like, yeah. nigga, you I'm a like, shit freak, a my dude. <laughs> Who said that? That's one hell of a visual. Right. <laughs> you didn't slid down a razor blade into an alcohol river. You fucked up, young man. <laughs> Royally. <laughs> I'm I caught that the last time I watched it, and I was just like, geez, that sounds painful. I, it took everything in my body not to laugh when I heard that <laughs> shit. I don't know why, but it was just like, yeah, that, it makes sense coming from a 38-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So um, he tells Tripp we to, need to uh, set We need to set her up with him so they can be age-appropriate together. Facts. Nah, she, she want a but, broke dick. She she no. she want she if want he, a broke dick. She want a nigga that ain't got no money, and all he got is dick. So that's what she that that's what she want. Gross. She don't want the nigga that own a fucking pool house. And you know, trip compared to Q, that ain't yeah. her type. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> that ain't her type. So <laughs> she just got rid of a Carlton impression. Yeah, yeah, but a chip on his shoulder. So no. Q is what she wanted. He was awful. <laughs> oh, he was terrible. He was terrible. But um, so I, I understand a divorce. <laughs> yeah. She was so done, she wasn't even phased. Like that was the part. Right, right. She was over it. And he was throwing but, I, I, I was laughing at that nigga because I was like, that must be one of those niggas that, that people talk about. I don't I don't have no clue of what these niggas is, but these type of niggas that think they big and bad because of their position and then they but they they real coward ass niggas in real life. It's like to parade a young man around you and then put your drawers in that nigga face. <laughs> Boy, you 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 a, a soft ass nigga for real, right? So cute. So 
I mean, names like Mustafa and Akbard are too hard to spell. Sir, if you don't get the hell up out my face. And see, yeah, first of all, I was like, why is he picking on this child? And, and, and then I was like, well, why is she kissing this child? <laughs> like, what are we t- <laughs> right. Like, at the end of the day, this is a child. <laughs> this she is went, a child. In her mind, she went from a dude who can uh can bust once and keep going to a nigga that pissed on his own balls. Like, this nigga is definitely <laughs> giving a little dick in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So very true. So very true. But I get it. I, I, I get it. I don't get I don't get the underage part, but I get getting rid of him. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so um, you know, Trip uh charges a fee to get messages to people. <clears throat> so <laughs> he gave him a dollar. <laughs> he gave him a dollar. He <laughs> was like, it's all I got, G. <laughs> but you oh, just God. told Sweet you had 25. Right, but remember, she didn't charge him exactly. Yeah, so, how you only got one dollar? Yeah, but the, I don't see, know, maybe he got something to eat on the way. I don't know. Like, <laughs> see, with nobody peeping in that is what I peeped in that is, um, you know, when Bishop uh gave uh this nigga trip this info, he probably kicked him in some money, like boom, you know, spread that around because a- at that point. Um, uh, we seen in the beginning how uh knew about this nigga uh getting in this contest. Trip was an ear to the street, so he, he slipped him some money, told him, Hey, this nigga the one that did everything, and so Trip the one spreading this rumor. Mm-hmm. So, of course, when he gave him that dollar and he talked to Bishop, you know what he told him? He told him everything he knew in the street, so he was like, Hey, man, you better be careful because that nigga strapped, he just went to sweets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's one of those things where you know, I, I, I uh, when I was looking, like, Trip was all the way a slime ball ass nigga. Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, but you you need you need those type of people to move the story along. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. Right. They should have set it up better. They should have set that shit up better. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did that to a T. So, um, so yeah, so we have um, we have Q and Bishop. They end up meeting right before they met. He goes to the river and um, he throws the gun that he just received from Sweets into the river because he was about to shoot a homeless person because he's so freaking paranoid. So he was just like, you know, this ain't me. I'm going like, to what is happening to me? And I'm right. Like, uh, trauma. Yeah. Trauma all the way around. So when he meets Bishop, of course, Bishop pulls on him because he heard that he had got a gun from Sweets and he was just like, I ain't got it. You're going to have to go to the river and get it if you want it that bad. So and then they get believe it. him. Yeah. He doesn't believe him. So he pats him down. Um, then they get into it. And when they get into I'm it, I'm gonna pause on that. I'm gonna pause on that part right, uh, mm-hmm. right there too. Yeah. And because I'm a uh, pause because I always, I, even though they didn't try to get into the psyche, uh, psyche of Bishop, I'm gonna get into the psyche of Bishop. When he patted him down and he seen he didn't have the pistol, remember in his head, this nigga is we all ain't shit. We uh, this is this is how we supposed to be. In his mind, he's and that's why he called him. Uh, that's why he told him, you dumb motherfucker, 
because he like nigga that's how you supposed to be out here mm-hmm. you su- you, yeah. you're supposed to be protected like right even in that um category he was still sunning him he was still looking at him like he a little brother because after he patted him down and realized he didn't have it he was like you dumb motherfucker like dude this i'm about to kill you protect yourself my nigga Right, right. Like you already know I'm strapped, so why the hell would you come? Yeah, why you why did you do that dumb shit? Right. Right. No, I get it too, because that's how I looked at it. It was like Mm -hmm. that's the last person I'm gonna go meet on purpose without nothing. Like, no. No. I and and I totally understand him being like, Man, this ain't me. I totally get that because he did almost shoot that homeless person, but in the same breath, I would have composed myself enough to come to this meeting with a gun. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, yeah. But, you know, it ain't in him, and and I'm not faulting him for that. It it just ain't in him. Because he tells Bishop, I'm not you. Right. Right. So, um, when they they have their... um, when they have their argument or whatever, uh, what's his name? Bishop. He pretty much lays out the plan. Cause mind you, he shot steel and he believes that steel is dead. However, steel is not dead. Steel, um, you know, got himself to the hospital and, um, at the hospital is where, um, Cindy's character is. I don't know. Yeah, she's a nurse there. And so she goes to see Steel because she saw him come in. And that's when um, Steel runs the play to her, what Bishop is trying to do. So Bishop runs the play to Q. Basically, what he's trying to do is set Q up for all the murders. And <clears throat> he's going to kill Q in self-defense because he was the only one man enough to get the gun from him. So... Um, they end up getting into it and then Q runs away and while he's running away, Bishop is shooting at him. Now, all of a sudden, he didn't shot all these people. Now, all of a sudden, he can't aim for nothing because he, he doesn't get him for a while. Then he finally gets his arm. When he gets his arm or whatnot, you know, Okay, he got shot in the arm, but he sure didn't act like it. <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't think he was shot. I think it was grazed. I think I, I was grazed. But the thing that don't nobody even realize is this nigga Bishop got this gun, and then when shit hit the fan, this nigga got bullets. That's what I was thinking. I was like, where did he get all these bullets from? I was like, Dude, I always, I always had that question. Like, how many rounds is in this dang old pistol? I was like, he must have used his portion from the robbery to get bullets. I mean, that's, that's all he, he got. Right? <laughs> exactly what he did. He went and got I bullets. I always had that question. Like, when did he get these bullets? You know? So, but yeah, but yeah, he was letting them off. And so, um, yeah, so they end up going into um, an apartment building, and they got into the elevator. And when they got into the elevator, the elevator was loaded because they're all going to one floor because there's like this party going on in the in on that floor, or whatever. And so Q thinks that he is um, home free in the elevator, but right before the elevator doors close, here come Bishop. And so Bishop is staring him down. And so everybody's quiet, of course, because everybody didn't know, doesn't know what's going on. Q was like, so you're going to shoot me in the elevator? 
And that's when Bishop Diabolical Ass pulls the gun out yeah, and he tries to me. shoot him in Got the me. elevator. <laughs> this nigga steal. So now, shout out to the um extra that uh grabbed the fucking pistol and oh, walked yeah. Bishop. Yeah. Well, yeah, all them bodies on it. That's a real life. Um, that's a real life fight or flight move he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a, okay, well, that nigga was just going to a party, but that nigga anybody. was a real nigga. That nigga was not yeah. about to get shot that day. He said nobody's right. about to get shot right now. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Then and there, nah, this ain't the day. He I'm came to shot. party. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I came right. exactly what you said. I came here to party. I didn't come here for that bullshit. You got me fucked up. That nigga grabbed that shit and walked that nigga out that motherfucker mm-hmm. and then took off running. Right, right. He was like, I came to party, get high, mm-hmm. get on these hoes, and you're fucking up the program. You fucking <laughs> up. I'm about to go so, home. Okay. We yeah, fucked up. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so they go through this party or whatever, and Q um, goes out the window to go to the roof. And Bishop follows him or whatnot. So they end up on the roof. And they have a fight on the roof. And during this fight... Hold on, pause on that. Mm-hmm. Because Bishop the one got on the roof. Q followed Bishop. Got- Bishop. Okay. Yeah, Q followed Bishop. So, Q followed Bishop to the roof. And so, while they're on the roof, they have the fight or whatnot. And Cause Bishop swings. Me, I'm like, we know, Bishop, we know Bishop doesn't have the gun, and you're injured. Why are we still doing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the um they have this fight and um Bishop swings and misses when he Bishop swings. He got a whole Home Depot up there. He's like got a two by four and he picks up a pipe and stuff. Yeah, all these random items on the roof. Yeah, so. giving streets of rage. What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> still, it proved like I said in the beginning. Like his Bishop ain't a fighter. He ain't nobody that stood. He always waited for his crew to back him up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he got right. that gun, he was he was big and bad. Mm-hmm. When he didn't have that gun, he was letting a nigga like Q whoop his ass. Right, mm-hmm. right. Which which happened? And um, when he swung, he missed, and he went over the ledge. And when he went over the ledge, Q tried to save him, so he was holding on to him, but he can only hold on to him for so long. And he only got one good arm. Right, right. And he used now. Good- now <laughs> at this moment. Right, right, right. Any other time, he was fine. Twenty stories up to the fucking roof. Right, but now his arm don't work. Now, now his, his legs are fine. Right, <laughs> but no, he was using his arm. On he that, was using um, his arms to climb that goddamn roof. Yeah, yeah, he was using his arm on the ladder. Fuck That's what you talking like, about? Dude. That nigga was moving that arm. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm then like, when he okay. got there, all of a sudden his arm don't work when it comes to pulling my nigga. Man, yeah, like that whole way, you know. He wasn't dripping blood or nothing like. Yeah, that was that was one thing. I was like, this is very uh not a bloody wound. So that's why I was like, he couldn't he couldn't have been shot. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, there wasn't there was maybe a drop on his thumb at mm-hmm. best, you know. He was great. But his his jacket was more wounded than him. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so he ends up um letting go. Of Bishop and Bishop falls to his demise. 
And so when he, he literally turns, falls in a, in a chasm that's so dark and deep, you can't see. Like, yeah, that nigga bitch like, fell straight to him. Literally, yeah. Yeah, literally. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And then you hear him yelling. Ah! Oh. And that was that. So, um, Q puts his hood on and turns around and he sees that there is an audience. Like everybody from the party is upstairs watching. I'm like, y'all couldn't help, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not this, not that, one that's, person. That's the whole thing that I didn't yeah. understand. I'm like, so y'all seen two niggas running up the roof. A couple of you niggas went the route that they went, and the rest of you niggas took the elevator. <laughs> but y'all right. really want to see this shit unfold, right? And that would right. not be me. And then on top of that. Like y'all knew one of them had a gun at least, and you don't know where the gun went. So I'm not running towards anybody to see a fight that I know that one of them may potentially have a gun. And see, that's the thing. Like they don't know, but they see this guy's asking for help, and this other guy's trying to help him, and you're just suddenly right. on the roof, right. and you're like, I'm just gonna watch. Right, right. And then there's that. And then there's that. And we're not in the day of age of people pulling their phones out recording. We, we're we not there yet. So, yeah, normally it would have been somebody, at least one person to go over there and try to help him right. pull yeah. up Bishop. But we wouldn't have this dramatic ending had that right. happened. So right. he turns around. Um, he sees the audience. Um, one person is visibly upset. She's turning around, you know, crying on somebody's shoulder. And um, what did y'all come walks, here for? Yeah, yeah. He walks towards them, and they part like the Red Sea. And while he's walking um, towards them to try to um, leave, one of them is like, "Yo, you yes, got to do this now." And he looked at him like he wanted to be like, "Mother." And then he just was like, nah. And there you have it. That is juice. So. I didn't get that. Because I was like, now that all of his friends are dead? Well, they don't know it. Well, yeah. um, to put it in perspective of, uh, for me, of a hood day, it was like, you know, when you hear certain things going on about certain people and then you're actually witnessing your climax. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I mean, again, it was all about getting the juice. I guess, I, I guess you're the man now. I guess because they weren't even like a real gang or anything no. like that. So no. it wasn't like you just a man now. Everybody knew what was going on with y'all, so I guess you're the man now. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. He might have lost all his friends. We don't know what happens to Steel. Right. They don't know that Steel is alive. Yeah. <laughs> is he? He's alive. Yeah. Did he make it through the night? Yeah, cause they, cause right before um, Cindy's character went to go talk to Steel, you can hear mm -hmm. the cops saying that he'll be all right. I mean, not the okay. cops, but the um, doctor saying he'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, he, he was gonna make it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but um, Maria, since this mm -hmm. is your first time viewing Juice, what was your initial thoughts? Um, I really like the performances. All the performances are really good, especially Tupac. Uh, you know, with his dramatic turn and, you know, kind of a psychopathic twist 
Like you can, he's he's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the writing needs help, <laughs> but you know, I really I thought it was good. Yeah, I really yeah. liked the way uh, New York was shot mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, yeah, very classic feel to it. It still yeah. looks good, you know, despite what the surroundings are. Like, it looks real, feels real. Yeah. I just wish we had, you know, gotten more characterization, story, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like like we've said a few times in this um, review, I watched this as a kid. And I knew Tupac from um, Digital Underground back then. So to see him in this role was like, OMG, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's that was the... Thing that pulled me to watch the movie just on top, I mean, just off the top, you know, was Tupac, you know. Um, didn't know the rest of them. This, were, um, this was Omar Epps' first uh, movie, so didn't know him, but he stood out as being a really good actor in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them, you know, did a good job. And of course, we didn't know who Samuel Jackson was back then. Um, we probably remember him from um, Jungle Fever. But you know, outside of that, not too much of anything. No. Um do you have any um initial thoughts? You know, any nostalgic thoughts, Lily? My nostalgic thoughts was I really love how um uh, I um seen a bunch of uh artists that was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um hip hop artists and just actual just, you know, comedians, uh actors. Um, things of that nature that they, they, they had had cameos in this, uh, not even cameos, even just they're just in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that a lot. Um, I love the backdrop. Um, a lot of people don't pay attention to, and I implore y'all to pay attention to. Um, when they had the backdrop of Harlem, they had this spot called Kansas Fried Chicken, and I actually looked it up, and it's an actual real spot in Harlem. Uh, it's very expensive. Um, now I'm in my man, uh, mind. I'm thinking like it might be a staple because it's been there since 1992. Because when I look under it, it's it, um, it has the four uh, dollar signs. So I'm like, it's probably how's a bitch to get a two piece in that bitch? Probably. They got nostalgic because they was in a fucking movie. Yeah, I um, wonder if um, they has gentrification. Maybe. Yeah, it's um it, because it has a, a Kansas um and in New York they have a Kansas chicken and fried chicken and burgers. But then they also have a Kansas fried chicken and the Kansas fried chicken is in Harlem. And this is about a group of uh d- dudes in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also uh Donald Faison's in this movie. He plays a random student. Donald Faison is yeah, a, yeah, he was a dude in uh check uh Q. Uh, yeah. About being back in school, yeah. yeah. Like it's been that long. <laughs> it can't really be a locker combination, right? Um, but you apparently he auditioned for <laughs> he auditioned for the role of bishop. He did, yeah. They picked the right person, probably for sure. I, yeah, I, I, I know this is gonna sound ignorant as hell, but um, especially back then, it was hard for me to take light skin people being hard seriously 
It was. Well, I was just going to say Tupac is probably always the right choice. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say this. There's because no a lot of people fail to realize this back in the day, especially in the early 90s. You got to understand that, like, light-skinned niggas always had a bad sting, especially the light-skinned niggas with good hair. Um, so what they would do is they, they would shave their heads bald all the time. So them bald head light-skinned niggas, they were a problem. Legit. Mm. They were a real-ass problem. Okay. Who was bald back then that was light-skinned? It was, it was a lot of hood niggas that was bald and light-skinned. Really? Just because they didn't want to be the typical light-skinned nigga with good hair. Mm. And so I knew a, I knew a couple of light-skinned niggas that was bald. Mm. They would shave their shit off, and they was causing fucking trauma. <laughs> <laughs> like, they was... They was they was causing pain around this motherfucker. Like, real yeah, shit. I used to be like, damn, these niggas tripping. That's what... I, I ain't gonna lie, I think that shit uh, resonated from uh, California because um, that, uh, that's what niggas was doing in California. Uh, light skin or dark, uh, dark skin, you were shaving your head because Sibo told you niggas to be a bald head nut. Wow, you took it to Sibo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all, we all know what... Uh, where Sibo ended up, you know. Yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> but you gotta remember, Sibo was at Sibo was a, his fans was the ball head nuts. They was yeah. all ball head niggas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Yeah. He could have he because we didn't know who he was. So he yeah. would have played a light skinned ball head nigga. And the y'all would have been like, seriously. all light skinned niggas is crazy as fuck. See, y'all would have took him seriously. There would have been no way that I could have took Donald Faison, bald head or with hair, as Bishop. I, there's no way. No, they picked the right person. Absolutely. That's because you only know Donald Faison for what you've seen Donald Faison in. Before Waiting Next Hell and all the other shit, Donald Faison was a nobody. I I, I understand that. But like I said before, I didn't take light skinned dudes seriously. Like in in serious thug roles, I know it, I know it sounds ignorant, but I just didn't. You know, I just didn't. They. It's been some ass light skinned niggas though. I'm sure. I'm sure. But and you watch you yeah. watch Power, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, Ghost was a thoroughbred, light-skinned nigga. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, that's now. We're talking about the back then. There's no way. I mean, back no. then, uh, colorism, you know, very real, very strong. So, mm -hmm. It was. Yeah. It, it really uh, was. It still, I mean, it still is now. But yeah, but even, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, depending on the demographic, because you got to think, shit, if, you, if we are talking colorism, uh, Boys in the Hood, she was a light skinned nigga with good hair and was the gangster. Yeah. Well, you don't really look at Cube as light skinned though. You look at him as brown. Like he's my color. Even though I know people want to say I'm light skinned, but I'm brown. Do you mean Raheem? No, Ice. No, he's talking about boys in the hood, Ice Cube. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was saying he was the hardest one, but he light skinned. But I'm like, he was, I don't yeah, look he, was, he was considered light skinned back then, though. Yeah, 
But compared to Cuba Gooding Jr., right. he's not light skinned. You know what I'm saying? Once you have a com a comparison that beats you in the light skinned Olympics, like. So we kind of play this game on Nerdgasm Noir. We call it Guess Who's Coming to Juneteenth. Uh huh. <laughs> and this sounds like what we're doing right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the light skin Olympics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> light skin Olympics. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, I have, uh, I have a, I guess I got a very different stance on uh, what it is to be light skin. Um, I think everybody has their everybody own interpretation. Does. Yeah, because yeah. Q yeah. was Q was labeled as light skin. Yeah, yeah, and to he me, like to me, I would agree. I would agree with Lindsay. Like to me, he would be brown. Right. Right. But like, like I said, people think I'm light skin. I've never looked at myself as light skin. I always looked at myself as brown. I tell but, people all the time. Even even uh, my girl don't believe me. But like I, well, the family I grew up in, I was the dark skin dude. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody that, that's lighter than me is light skin. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. My girl tell me all the time, nigga, you are not dark. I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> like, fuck are you yeah. talking about? Right. And my mom is like your complexion, but I always looked at her as dark skin. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it just it just all depends on who you talk to because my grandma is like lighter than Maria, and she said that she was dark skinned and I'm like, huh? I said I used to think you were white. What are you talking about? That's what I'm like. I don't know who I, she was comparing. I'm a member to. of the Khaki Coalition, ma'am. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I don't know who she compared herself to, but. She said she was dark skinned. We all looked at her sideways, and I was like, "I used to think you were white. What are you talking about?" <laughs> I never understood it. I was, I was, yeah. always, If if I wasn't dark skinned, they used to call me the liquor store brown paper bag. Not the liquor store. That's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> they said I'm liquor not the lunch, not the lunch bag. one, not the one that you right. were in the grocery store, but the liquor store one specifically. Yeah, right. Right. You no, know, niggas used to crack on each other. Motherfuckers used to crack on me in high school. Because they used to tell me I look like a liquor store brown paper bag. <laughs> the stuff that we used to come up with. I used to be oh, like, what the stuff. fuck? That's when it's I started so coming random. up with weird ass shit to tell niggas. Because I was like, right. I'm not about to get, I ain't nobody about to keep getting that shit off on me. Right. Right. When I, I used to tell niggas dumb shit. I remember I told a nigga his mama looked like he started the L.A. riots and like the whole the whole lunch table <laughs> died laughing. And I was like, yeah, because I got to come up with some shit because y'all not about to keep What does that mean? <laughs> she was the first one to throw the cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> I just out of nowhere. I'll never forget that because I remember the lunch table going stupid nuts like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Like nigga, your mama, your mama looked like she started the LA riots, nigga. How do you even look like? This? I don't know exactly. That's the point. Like you're like what? Exactly. Just short that, that, that was so funny about it. Right. That just fell off my head. I was just like, "Fuck it, here, here we go." Right. We can say some shit, boy. We are we are a funny culture. Mm -hmm. If we're nothing else, we are funny as shit. Cause we gonna get these jokes off, whether it makes yeah, shit, right. whether it makes sense or not, we gonna get these jokes. <laughs> like, but that moment, you, every nigga on that table, like, picture this nigga mama, and just bust out laughing. Right, right, <laughs> right. 
So, <clears throat> so yeah, back to juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know we talked about prequels, but um, could y'all see a remake in um, present time of this film? Nah, hell no. Nah. Only way I can see a remake is if it's when them niggas is getting out of jail. So you can see a continuation. Yeah, I mean, because if you fully think about it, um, after Steel got shot, if he survived, he's going to tell everything. So oh, yeah, he's going to be. going to jail for the bodega murder. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely spilling the beans, um, which... Which is unfortunate um, because, I mean, they're getting them before they can even try to start a life, you know. Um, but uh, I... The end of uh, Q's DJ career. Right, right. So, um, I mean, but he can always DJ at the prison talent shows. But um, I can see it being remade. What about you, Maria? Um, I can see it being remade, but again, in like a different format, I'm always saying, you know, limited series kind of thing, because then you're able to dig into characters and motivations and things like that. Right, right, right. And definitely, um, I definitely can see that. And I, I think that would be a big success as well. Um, I, th- I think Juice would be better off as a series. Yeah. 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 Um, Cause we can dive in more because like, all we know about like Steel is that like you know his parents were like blue collar, you know they. That's all we know. Mm-hmm. You know they were together and they were blue collar. Um, yeah, he was the only one that had a quote unquote real daddy. Right, right. And um, you can tell that was just pretty much by the book, as far as um, living life and whatnot. Um, but the, I mean, but that is a story, you know. That is a story. Um, but they all have interesting backgrounds because uh, another thing, um, another person that we saw in this movie at a very little age is um, the son from New York Undercover. Uh, yeah, you remember from that. Yeah, I just remember Cal Jr. Yeah, Michael Cal Jr. Yeah, right. On uh, my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he was so cute as a little boy with his uh, slick talking self. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like a lot of people were in this film. A lot of people were in this film. And you know, the budget for this film was only $5 million, That's wild. And they made yeah. 20 So. I mean, you know what? I ain't even going to lie. Just to say that, it's, it's just like, it's downplaying the movie because, like, just five million in 1992, people were making movies for three, four hundred thousand dollars. They spent five million on this. Yeah, <coughs> it was. This was a big deal. This was a big. It was a. It, it was like a cultural awakening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they they did a twist on um, on a coming of age movie. Yeah, you know, because I mean, <clears throat> going back to what Maria said, like it it did low key turn into a horror. It was like a real life horror. 
you know. <clears throat> you're, hitting, you're hitting those those horror beats. You're getting this, you know, element of surprise. He's like stalking people, you know, mm -hmm. all yeah. that, yeah. all that, all that. So let's get into our rating system. So we have one movie real trash AF, two it exists, three entertaining, four great, five a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? I'm going to go with a four. Four? It's great. Yes. Um, the only reason it wouldn't be like a true classic for me is because I, I want more, right? Mm -hmm. um, which means it's a great movie. Right, right. Um, but you can definitely see all the elements that we know now from hood movies and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. We can see the archetypes. Uh, that were set up here so it was incredibly influential mm -hmm. in terms of movies at the very least but i remember like people talking about this movie when it came out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah lily what say you um for me it is definitely a true classic um i grew up um in the era of um I watched people living a similar life. I watched how uh, people had, to, um, they were so infatuated with their dreams that they didn't care about high school. And then I watched people um, crash and burn because of another man. Um, I got homies that went to jail um, because of um, a robbery gone wrong. Like <clears throat> um, It's a true classic to me because it speaks to uh, something that I actually seen. So um, I, I can respect Juice. For what it is um mm -hmm. even watching it now um i can respect it um to uh even look at it as an older man and be like damn like the shit that i was watching as a kid um in real life with 16 17 year olds 20 22 year olds um they were still babies they were still yeah. babies going through this type of stuff yeah, yeah. so it's like I can't do nothing but call it a classic because I actually seen these these type of things happen. And so it, it, it came from a real spot. It came from a real perspective, um, regardless of um, how it was wrote uh, or um, what we was uh, what we missed out on. Um, it, it was it came from a real perspective. And I can uh, I can uh, vouch for that being a nine year old watching. Um, Watching all of my uh, OGs uh, go through a lot of stuff, and my thinking about it now, my OGs was 17, 18 years old. Yeah, I felt like they were grown, grown going through this. Right, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> for me, I would give it a four and a half. Um, for basically the same. I mean, we were doing halves. We've done halves before. You're, you're right, you're right. I could have done Yeah. <laughs> but basically for the same reasons why you didn't give it a five, Maria, because I want more. Um, there was a whole lot to unpack with this story um, that um, I get why we didn't because it was, uh, it, it would have been a three-hour movie had we did that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. But in the same breath, it does it does lend you to want more from it like prequels like a series like whatever whatever um 
the possibility is like to get more out of it. But I, I've always loved this movie um, from the beginning um, for so many different reasons. But one of the things that I love about this movie, watching it recently, is how well it has aged. Mm-hmm. It aged very well. Very well. And, <clears throat> I've watched, and then it's still entertaining. Like I have watched this movie since last week when I announced it. I've watched it like three times. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's such a good watch, and that and that's just like within a week I've watched it three times. Like it's I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it in life. It's definitely a good movie. It's definitely one of those movies yes. that um, I can see back and forth. Right now, I only got. Um, Two movies that I know I can watch every time they're on the screen, and that's New Jack City and The Exorcist. But like The yes. Exorcist, yes, that's like a three. Ew, whew, that's a long ride. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 fuck I do Purple Rain like that. Um, but um, Juice is one of them that I'm like, okay, I can actually uh, see myself sitting down and watching that. Yeah, I can't watch it. I can't watch Juice on TV. It's, yeah, it's too edited for me. Oh, like it's gonna piss you know me. what? The funny part is on TV. I just only look for crucial moments. Mm-hmm. But those crucial moments are filled with a bunch of cuss words that I need to hear, especially like, <laughs> especially like the, the high school scene. The high school like, scene is crazy. Yeah, because if you watch it, like when they used to uh, play it on TV, if you watch it, because I remember this to this day. On that high school scene, this is how it goes. When you told me I was crazy, I was kind of bugging, right? It's crazy. And I realized, you know what? You right. I am crazy. And I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about you. I don't give a damn about Steel. And I surely don't give a damn about Raheem. I'm like, surely? Right. And I surely don't give a damn about Raheem. I said, damn, they really reaching with that mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> I ain't spit. Right. I ain't, I ain't never spit. Gonna speak. Ain't ah. spit. Right. Like, all of that is so classic. That is so classic. It's right up there with New Jack uh, City um, when they was on the rooftop. And he was uh, uh, talking to his brother and he was like, you think I give a fuck about that bitch? I don't give a fuck about that bitch. Fuck that bitch. And then when you watch it on TV, he like, you think I give a damn about that skeezer? Forget that right. skeezer. Don't nobody need that skeezer. I say, right. everybody's oh, a skeezer on the, on the uh, TV version. It is so hilarious. Oh <laughs> I know it there was so another okay. one where they, they just turned everything into Mickey Ficky. Yeah, or Mother Lover. Mm-hmm. They do Mother Lover too. But yeah. But yeah, but that is our review of 1992's Juice. So, Maria, what are we watching next week? What are we watching next week? So, have you seen uh, Fern Gully? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't remember it, but I do remember seeing it. But you I don't. Fern Gully? I don't know. I remember seeing it, but I just don't remember it. See, Lily, this is what we do. Yeah. Those are the movies y'all, y'all review for Ern Gully? Well, just movies that you yeah. haven't, the other hasn't seen. 
Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was on my mind recently because there's been this meme going around that they're going to do a live action Fern Gully. Oh, yeah. We don't need that. Mm, all right. <laughs> so it is it is on uh let's see this is the first one because there's only one right yeah there's only one no yeah, there's two one. there's two I'm not... i was about to say i think it's a uh, sequel to it Fern. was a sequel yeah there's a sequel fern gully 2 the magical rescue um so we're doing fern gully the last rainforest i believe mm -hmm. that's a good so one. that yeah that one it's on tubi it's on pluto is it let's show me here Show it. Okay. That works. Yes. Sorry. It's on stars. It's on mm -hmm. flex. It's everywhere. It's on Amazon. That's, it that's a good quiz movie, man. Yeah. It is everywhere. Okay. Yeah. With um with a uh with adult situations. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It was okay. I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah. Robin Harris, Tim Curry, Tone Loke. Mm hmm Tommy Chong, okay. Robin Williams. Yeah. Christian yeah, Slater. Chong, both of them are in it. Christian Slater? Yep, right there. Okay. So, Fire and Gully is next week. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is a, a wide, wide uh world of movies y'all looking yeah we just reviewed juice and then y'all jumped to fern gully also yeah. 1992 yeah. also 1992 very different situations in yeah yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> you you're absolutely correct that's how that's how wide of a range we are on romance rebuilding review the movies yeah yeah i don't know what this says about my childhood Play. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. I, I have to watch this episode because, yeah. oh man, I probably need to chime in. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Classic All movie. right. All right. So, um, Lily, we want to thank you um, yes. for coming on again. You know, Lily is on my other podcast, The Ish We Talk, where it is me and him talking about various topics. But, um, Lily, where can we? reach you uh you can reach me on twitter at uh uh bblaze82 um you can reach me uh on uh facebook uh regular uh name real names no gimmicks uh destroy hughes you can reach me uh on instagram at official parker bros um other than that i, I don't have anything else i do have another instagram but Nah, I, I just I want y'all to uh, reach me professionally if y'all gonna reach me. Uh, but other than that, uh, that's that, that is what it is. Uh, I eventually uh, need to get a Twitter. Uh, so I, I mean, not a Twitter, but a Twitch, so I can be a degenerate because I love to be a degenerate with the rest of the Twitch people. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have to set your Twitch up for you because you say it every week and you still haven't done it. I, and I, I need to do it because I'm. My thing is, I'll be looking at it and I'll be like, okay, I need a niche. Like, do I just like go into old games that I like and just, you know what I'm saying, stream them? Like, what should I, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out what should I do. I just don't want to get on Twitch and be the nigga that just talk shit all the time. Like, I actually, you know what I'm saying? It's a gamer's uh, 
field. So I actually want to mm-hmm. figure out a game I want to actually uh, do. I mean, that's that's the way. That's where you go. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But <laughs> but Maria, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me online pretty much anywhere. And if I'm there, you'll find me at Valar More Dollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. I also have another podcast I was talking about before called Nerdgasm Noir. Uh, it's five black women talking nerdy, geeky, nerdy, geeky pop culture things. Uh, so you can come join us over there and have a good time. Where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, yes, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And like I said previously on our other podcast, The Ish We Talk, where we talk about various topics. So, yes. So... That was episode 44 of Romy's Review in the Movies. And we will see you guys next time for episode 45. Bye. Bye. Bye.